This episode is brought to you by the Project Manga Patreon, the best way for viewers to support the project and allow us a means to keep providing new and quality content to our subscribers. Go to patreon.com slash projectmanga and find out more about the perks we have available to patrons, including early access to all of our content and exclusive videos like behind-the-scenes footage and additional manga reviews. That's patreon.com slash projectmanga. All right, let's get into the episode. going on everybody welcome back to the project manga podcast where we cover one piece my hero black clover marshall dr stone and jujutsu kaisen week to week back this week covering weekly shonen jump issue number 45 i'm your host eagle Knox, mellow yetis and joining us this week is a very special guest shonen og what's going on man thanks for pulling up yeah man thanks for having me i'm very excited to be on yeah, we're excited to have you because it's not often we get to have people on here, as we say every time we have a guest. You know, it's hard to find people who are, you know, reviewers on YouTube that are current in all these series that can talk about them with us. So uh, why don't you uh, take a minute to let everybody know what uh, what it is you do and, yeah, if they don't, if they aren't already familiar with it. Right. So I do regular Dr. Stone videos. I occasionally change it up, but for the most part, every week I'm dropping a Dr. Stone discussion um been doing strictly dr stone for i think like a year because i started out doing one piece and then i made the switch to dr stone um but yeah i've just been trying to spread the word because the whole reason i started doing it was because aside from like great channels like this that talk about everything and jump or like the occasional channels that might do a video once in the blue moon yeah. Nobody really is like dedicated to regular Dr. Stone content, which right. I thought was a shame. So that's why I started doing it. Yeah, yeah I saw the video, uh, your most recent video, um, Senku is the best Shonen MC. Yes, Damn, fire. Right he, is. he is. And please, everybody, like watch that. that video. Oh my God, I might put Thank it down you. in the description. <laughs> it's a great video. Thank yeah, and of much. course, we'll include links in the description for your, his channel, his Twitter, and every, anything you know affiliated with all of his content. So you guys can go take a look at that. And with that being said, as always, go ahead and take a look in that description box down below where you can find links to any on all of our, our individual social media accounts, such as Twitter, online communities like Discord, places to listen to the podcasts, you know, wherever you would normally choose, as well as links to support the podcast, such as our Patreon or our online shop. Also, like the goddamn video and subscribe to the channel for more Fire Weekly content. Yes. And uh, with all that said... Ah, how are you guys, man? This is a fire weekend jump. It is, and like, what a week to have OG here because this Doctor Stone yes. chapter was drastic as fuck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. expert here. Yeah. How do you feel about this chapter? Yeah. Um, a lot. That that's how I feel. Because especially <laughs> lot, considering yeah. this is the chapter that we came back from the break. I I actually said, now that I think about it, I actually jinxed everyone because. When I saw that there was going to be a break, I immediately tweeted, so somebody's dying, right? Like somebody's getting <laughs> shot in the face, oh, right? <laughs> so no. then this chapter dropped, and I read it, and it's just occurring to me that I said that. I'm like, oh, no, I jinxed it. <laughs> you kind of did, dude. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, with that being it does, said. It does follow the pattern that you mentioned in your video about, like, Dr. Stone villains, and that... Mm -hmm. 
this is a series where like there's a lot of accumulation you can do a lot of montages and like a lot of like structural foundational build-up but the antagonists are and like in the villains they usually appear when there are points of no tension because it's all that build-up of like preparing and we just got to the point where like hey we have a computer we have like the launching pad like all this stuff so like needing that injection of tension follows the formula that we've it's been well established as you've stated before on dr stone yeah right yeah for sure well what's the title of the chapter though eagle yeah why don't we just go ahead and you know like get the intro out of the way (laughs) chapter 213 of dr stone unknown known yeah oh yeah yes as you guys were saying fire ass color cover Fucking beautiful, mm-hmm. featuring you know the regular the regular Degulars, Kohaku, Senku, Suika, the team. I love that old man. Kaseki, Kaseki man is the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kaseki. Kaseki's my favorite <clears throat> character, straight up. Yeah, he's man. I, anybody inside of the main cast is like, man, it's so hard to choose. I, I feel like I've changed whenever we talk about. Well, I think I go out of my way to say like this is my favorite character in Doctor Stone, and it's like whoever's getting focused in a chapter, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's crazy that um, they reinforce Gen's position in the squad like right away in the beginning of this chapter. Yes. You know, like if you think about how it's juxtaposed with the end of the chapter, because like mm-hmm. without him, like it's it's going to be tough to revive more people and have them not be like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" Because you don't have Gen there to kind of like smoothly, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, talk him right into like what's going on. Like, yeah. yo, and yeah. I feel like. He has a certain way of, you know, with words, obviously, he's the silver-tongued bastard. It's <laughs> like, even if a normal person told you what he told these people, you would probably still freak the fuck out. Yeah. Know? yeah. So like, it shows yeah. that he he's, has a certain way with words. It anyway. helps that he's, he's a familiar a face. Of framing yeah. and, like, his whole thing of, like, being the art of the con was being able to frame a lot of information in that's in digestible amounts. Like, he portions yeah. up everything he needs to say. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm not giving you too much or too little. I'm giving you just the right amount of information that you can process right process. now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he even says, like, hey, anybody who, who saw me on TV before, you know, thanks for thanks for watching back then, you know, or whatever. So it's like even if he's mm-hmm. not a familiar face yep. to some people, he is a fam- familiar face to at least a couple of them, maybe. And like just saying, like, I was a TV personality for the people who might not recognize him, that might make them a little bit more comfortable more willing to listen to he's like oh yeah. you're from this time got it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah for sure yeah man the art um, is fantastic in this chapter as usual mm-hmm. someone made a comment yeah. uh during eagles you know review earlier and it's like boichi's you know art just keeps improving and it's like i never really thought about it before because i always just figured he was just a perfect artist i was like improve i was like this shit is just 10 right? out of 10 at all times from the beginning yeah, yeah. i'm like you know you're noticing mm-hmm. that like that's insane no it has certainly evolved um, yeah, for sure. i don't know i'm pretty sure he made the switch from like uh, for lack of a better word, analog to digital in the middle of this. I don't oh, know how wow. true that is. Okay. But like um he was traditional and then now if you watch his YouTube channel, it seems like he's all digital. I'm pretty sure these are all digital. I didn't know he had I a could YouTube be wrong. channel. Oh one yeah it's so he used to just like redraw panels or characters, but now he does like YouTube specific videos. Like he'll take questions, he'll take requests, he'll draw original characters. Uh he just did a video on like uh, how to draw backgrounds. Wow, what a goat! Yeah. 
that's like important. The backgrounds are so important. And I feel yeah, like um, I feel like Boichi gets kind of like a little bit of shit for his background sometimes because I know that he incorporates photography into his work. Like a lot of manga could do that, you know what I mean? But I feel like Boichi gets kind of shat on for that a lot of the time. Well, and it's like that's actually something he said on his YouTube channel. I can't remember the video. Yeah. But um I think somebody asked him, like, where do you get your inspiration? Like, where do you get ideas when you're kind of stuck? And he said, Well, I love to travel and take photos. Right. So he's a big photo guy, so obviously he's gonna incorporate that into his manga. Yeah. Um, he even said like, oh, I think the question was like, how do you draw such great backgrounds? So it wasn't this new video. It was like an older one. Sure. And he said, I'm just constantly taking pictures so that when I have to go back, I can like look at the pictures and use those as reference. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I feel like, I feel like a lot of manga could do that. Um, I know Inio Asano does that a lot. He's a he's a really big photo photography guy and he incorporates a lot of photography into into his work. It's really cool to see the process on. Um, I don't know if you guys watch the. Uh, the documentary series that Naoki Urasawa has called Monben or Monben Neo, but he basically chooses a mangaka, has his team come in, set up cameras like in their creative space, and then watches them, you know, films them uh, drawing for like a week. And then they review the footage together and Urasawa and the mangaka have a conversation about it. And Inio Asano was the first one that came on that actually that I watched that actually uses photographs you know, in their work. And just the process for that is like amazing. Cause he'll like take a picture of like the location and then he'll scan it into his, into his stuff and then edit it in some kind of way, then print it back out after that and then add more analog illustration techniques to it and then put huh. it back in the computer and, you know, add more digital stuff to it. So it really like, I think, I think the, the, the quote he had was like, I want people to wonder, is this a photograph or not? You know what I mean? So I don't know if Boichi, you know, shares that that sentiment, but I feel like that might be a thought process for a lot of mangaka that um, that use photography in their in their artwork. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's really interesting to like alter layer and like alter relayer and alter relayer. Yeah, doing both ends. Like, I think it's really interesting how uh, manga as a whole has evolved with the multiple mediums. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, like. I, we grew up with Manka talking about like, hey, you know, I'm getting carpal tunnel. I can't yeah. do all this stuff. And so like having these new tools reduces the strain, lets them like input pre-saved like background effects and like being able to like save their bodies to like keep finishing stories. Like right. I, I just, I appreciate it. Cause like it's a like industry that hasn't quite like, like the medium has evolved quite a bit, but like Absolutely. the industry and how they mm -hmm. handle talent doesn't really change. Like we've we've noticed like cultural changes with like the death of like Kentaro Miura and other artists, and it's like okay, you know, we need to like really protect our you know talents from the demands and rigors of their own vocation. Right. Like. Like, like Jujutsu Kaisen. We don't have a Jujutsu Kaisen chapter this week, and they're talking about, like, you know, maintaining health. And, like, I, I'm glad that, like, the culture's evolving, and I'm glad that, like, the tools are evolving as well. Yes, absolutely. Any way to make it easier for them. Well, yeah. And yeah. Giga just recently had a surgery, so anytime they got to take off, I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, so you never, you yeah, never yeah, know. Yeah, know. Even, if, even if they don't, term. you know, even if they don't come out with an announcement that says, like, I'm not feeling well or something, you know what yeah. I mean? You just never know, mm -hmm. so... Yeah. It's like, nah, you don't have to explain nothing to me. Like, right. I have zero like entitlement to yeah, your art. Yeah. I love your art. For like... sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. so the events of the chapter, we come out of this, like, realization that, um, or not realization, but the information that a dam was built, 
you know what I mean, over um, in this this part of the world that uh, in Japan that they're that they're kind of hanging out in here, and they're waking everybody up. Gen's talking to him, and we almost go like right into we have a television now. You know what I mean? And yeah. <laughs> now this was the, I think the the composition of the chapter really like because because I'm sitting here going like okay you have a TV like they they got me you know what i mean they did exactly what they were trying to do or i'm like okay how though because there's no way to broadcast anything so like i didn't even like think like no this is just the monitor for you know the computer that they're they've clearly been building this entire time so i was like right along with you know the side the side characters like we're gonna be watching tv i was like oh okay i can't wait to see how they explain this with no signal (laughs) and then it's just not that Yeah, I mean, as a person who loves gaming a lot myself, like I was definitely in my fields with Psy when they brought over the the console slash, you know, computer. Yeah. And uh, it's huge for him as a character to be able to sit here and just code games all day, you know. Yeah. Just like he wanted to. And uh, definitely huge. Like, uh, was it Gen was talking about? Or somebody was like, yeah, the world gets really boring, so it's it's nice to have something to fucking kind of... No, what he was saying is like, the world is too hard you know what i mean like the world like the world is like really like you know kind of hard to exist in or like kind of like really fucked up in general Mm -hmm. you know and you need distractions you know what i mean like people need Mm -hmm. like a way to escape from the pressures of real life you know what i mean especially in like post apocalyptic civilization rebuilding times you like know what i mean pre, like a neo prehistoric age yeah because mm-hmm. if you think about it it's like okay yeah we're all getting woken up and you're showing us all these cool inventions that you have and like you you totally know that senku is like the guy who and, and his team are the people who are trying to rebuild civilization so there's a level of like comfort that comes with knowing that people are trying to get things back to normal but at the end of the day it's like we're still like so far behind what was normal 3000 years ago mm-hmm. you know what i mean so it's like you got to give people something to do something to think about outside like cuz that only lasts for so long it's like okay we're rebuilding civilization we got some new tech that we weren't expecting to have coming out of this petrification that's all cool but like you have to keep showing people you know like what you're working on and what you're doing and giving people things to do themselves giving people jobs and shit otherwise you might yeah. get a whole lot of people that are just you know sad depressed like you know like antisocial. like you gotta you gotta have those distractions you know what i mean i think that's what he was Definitely. talking about yeah and then of course you have your Ryusuke, like one tv in can't even get any channels yet and he's already to control the media yeah, <laughs> yeah. he brings up like google and netflix Classic and shit Michigan. yeah and i'm like yo 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 don't say those names like we're good without google bro the same thing i was like can they say that is that allowed? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, yo, they, they totally just name dropped like these huge companies. <laughs> I think if you yeah. don't use the logo or or anything, I think, I think you fine. can say, you know, the name of the company. Well, they should be all trademarked, but I think um yeah. I think because they're not really using it in connection with anything. They're just mm. saying the names of the companies. Like, these things used to exist. They right. no longer right. exist. Right. Um, but like his face in that moment where he's just like, yes. Terrifying. <laughs> oh, it's such a good panic. Take over the world. So yes. Um, it reminded me of like Boichi's early like Sun Ken Rock where mm-hmm. they, they, they used to like mug and just be like, I'm the devil. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to beat you up. Yeah. It was really good. It was yeah. very nostalgic for me, at least. Yeah, but Weechi's mm-hmm. really good at the maniacal close-up, you know, face shot. You know what I mean? Like, determination, anger, rage, like, whatever emotion, Boichi is really good at capturing it. 
at a really close distance to the face. So, <laughs> dude, and even like on page seven in the middle, like with even when it's not an, Psy. yeah, with Sai, even when it's not, you know, an aggressive or extreme expression, doesn't matter how far away the camera is, but we can just draw it in like perfect detail and show you the emotion that they're feeling entirely transparent like you don't have to question like what is this person feeling right now it's just like he's so good at facial expressions and just everything in general <laughs> speaking of sai on page seven i really appreciate that he created kind of like those white speckles mm -hmm. uh to break up the solid black outline of his hair it's, yeah. it's a very subtle touch but mm -hmm. like it breaks up the space gives it like depth Yes. And I thought it was like a very uh, masterful touch. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be really easy to just keep it stark black because it's a manga. But I mean, like, Boichi's art is so 3D. It's so, you know, mm -hmm. photorealism damn near. You know what I mean? So it's like at that distance, you really want to make sure that it has the depth that it needs to fit with the rest of the body. The rest of he the face. He shows right. his experience yeah. in that. Like, yeah, it's just absolutely. a small touch, but it goes so far. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, man. I think it's funny how he's like so nostalgic about the NES and he's just like, you know, we put so much, so many donuts, all these like manpower hours into it. And it's just like, we created something, the equivalent of an NES. And like for us in our age, yeah. we're just like, what? Nah, that ain't nothing. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're running around a terabyte, you know? Right, kind of right. And, and the it's just like, yeah. Yeah. The computer completion, like the computer acquired page was was major for me because it's like I'm when, when we get when we finally acquire a new thing, especially one as complicated as this to create, I always think about like other times that we've acquired anything and the process that it took to kind of like get there. And it's a computer, so it makes sense. But like we took like the perfect amount of time to from the start of the idea we're gonna build the computer to the actual building of it was what, like six or seven chapters. That's a really yeah. long time in Dr. Stone right now because so many of these parts and pieces to whatever we're building already exist from other inventions. So it'd be right. really easy for Riichiro and, you know, and Boichi to kind of like fast track the building and the completion of certain things, but they wanted to make sure that there was a, an adequate amount of time to build this thing so that that payoff felt like we kind of went through that with them because like I said, like we're at a point where they can really just montage a lot of stuff now, but they really want you to feel how long it took to build this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I appreciate that at this point in the story. Yeah, this particular <laughs> computer is crazy because I remember when they first announced like, OK, this is it. We're officially making the computer. I was like, I wonder how they're going to do it, because they didn't just like start with computers as we know them, like the first right. computer technically was if we're going back um someone by the name of lady lovelace in england i can't remember oh but yes it was, Otto lovelace yep you, exactly what i'm talking about and they had it was this big machine and it had all these levers and it was basically just like a lever calculator like that's it that's what they used it for and i thought maybe that's what they were going to do but i was like i don't think that's going to be enough right um and then later 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 which is kind of what this is a callback to, if I understand it correctly, sort of, kind of, is um, IBM had these computers that they used, I believe, for clocking hours, which is kind of what you see with these punch cards they have. Mm. Although, I don't think that's a direct 
uh, uh, comparison. Where are the it's punch sort cards? of similar. Yeah. Where where are the punch cards in this chapter? Um, so when Sai is putting in the uh, program, ten eleven, the devil's spread. Oh 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 yeah! When he pulls out, when he's like tack tack tacking on the shit. I and don't then... think that's oh. exactly how the IBM ones worked, but okay. as somebody who like kind of briefly studied it, that's right. what I was thinking in my head. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, that's actually based off like the original Otto Lovelace. A little bit about her is that she is um, the child of like Lord Byron, like the English poet, like the lover boy of Mary Shelley. Uh, no way who wrote frankenstein yeah because like that was during that time period where they were discovering like galvanic uh charges and like how to like you know how uh, the human body responds to electricity um a lot of lovelace uses cards very similar to that to create uh to help power her um and like kind of create programs for what she called the analytical engine um, mm -hmm. and that was like the first computer ever yeah not a lot of people know that it was actually Lady Lovelace. Wow, because they make a yes. they make a comment. Uh, she was a countess, actually. A count Countess yeah. Lovelace. Yeah. Excuse yeah. Me. Countessa Lovelace. I was like, mm -hmm. she was so, really cool. So wait, that was the first like technic. That was technically the first computer. Okay. If okay. you want to be technical, because it wasn't like a calculator, like you press a button, because you had to pull all these levers and oh, do it sure. yourself. Yeah. But that's technically the first machine. Like, uh, you set it up, and then once you do all the operations, it gives you the answer. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, because I remember they said, um, or, and maybe they're just talking about this specific kind of computer to do, like, what they're trying to do on it, but I'm pretty sure they say in this chapter that the first computer was built in Japan, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they said a while back that the first one that they based this off of was in Japan. Sure. But if you're taking that and then the one from uh, Countess Lovelace, mm -hmm. that's like, God, something like three, four hundred years apart. Oh, wow. Yeah, um... Yeah, she's uh, crazy, crazy lady. Okay, she's so excited. I knew that. <laughs> I, I love, I love history. I'm a big old <laughs> history nerd. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The so twelve and thirteen, we have the video games that they're playing, and um, they they go from Tetris to Pac-Man Pac to okay. So what is this one in the top left of thirteen? Because it's definitely uh, familiar. Oh, I just, I just uh, don't remember the name. It's a Star Wars game. Oh. basically, it's it's the one where you fly the x-wing and you basically just shoot yeah, your way right. against turrets and stuff and um you drop your little depth charge at the porthole for the death star oh, and, that's how you win. That, and it basically just loops yo. over and over again and gets harder and harder and faster and faster until you lose um oh wow i was actually at um so it's like the new hope video game basically that's the end of new hope right uh the first star wars right yeah yeah episode four new hope in like 73 mm. or whatever yeah the very first star I, wars film the end of the the yeah, end of the very first star wars film is they blow up the death star then the end of the oh, empire yeah. strikes they, back they, is they i'm your father and the yeah order which yeah. always throws me off to be right honest. right right yeah yeah for sure okay okay so that's What's the end of the last one the end of the end of uh return of the jedi that's when they all get their medals and shit hmm. yeah maybe they all they they uh uh luke comes back whoops vader vader like, you know, takes off his helmet, like kills Palpatine, or yep. whatever, and then like they kind of like team up for that. Yes, but it's like, so but his helmet is off, and <laughs> and, and then with his death lasers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Star Wars, and then okay, and then this one underneath that is Galaga. Then didn't they? Yeah, somebody I saw yeah. on Twitter. They said Galaga. Yeah. 
I yeah, that's Galaga. Yeah, for sure. I, I called yeah, that, like, I called uh, that out in my down. reaction as well. I was like, oh yeah, they got Galaga here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, went, uh, I didn't know what the top left was either, though. Yeah, talk about the like, callbacks. Yeah, the call. Man, man, love it. Um, the thing that I thought was really interesting, like just art wise and things that I really liked, um, on page like 11 the double spread on 10 and 11 mm -hmm. i liked that they had just massive air intakes to just cool off this giant computer yeah and be like yep nope and i like that like there's the water to kind of cool off to create cool water mm -hmm. i mean not cool water using water to create cool air like yes. you know putting a fan in front of a bowl of water that kind of thing right um and then having the hot air just r because heat rises i liked those little touches i love the the idea that there's like a little um stairwell that goes underneath so you can go underneath the machine and like actually yeah. instead of like well we can't lift the machine we it's stuck there we need to right. operate it and then yeah wow the attention to take... detail is outrageous in this, yes, in this no, no, that's insane so... I, just, I think i didn't even notice all this what'd you say og i said i think that's why we had that break to make sure this was not like perfectly accurate, but yeah. accurate to somebody accurate. who knows what to look for. Yes, it definitely absolutely. adds to the verisimilitude of that, like that sense mm -hmm. of reality. For sure. Um, and then uh, page thirteen, the thing that we take for granted is like um, how uh, the lights, like the little sea of lights, mm -hmm. and they're like, okay, cool, we've hit that point of civilization, like. Because, like, in the beginning of Dr. Stone, there was ports where, like, it was dark, and, mm -hmm. the, like, the only light was, like, a single fire, and it was just, like, you know, yeah. that's so bleak yeah. at times, mm -hmm. and so, like, seeing where they got now, I was just, like, ah, oh, man, that's, yeah. that represents safety, that represents, you know, yeah. so much. Yeah, give you the zoom out with, you know, the skyline and, you know, all of the all of the lights mm -hmm. to let you know, like, this is a city city, you know what I mean? This is, like, a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. Like... Like, if you ever go to, like, a city with, like, mountains or anything and, like, going on the mountain and then looking back at the city and just thinking to yourself, like, every single light is a person. Yeah. Or a place that a person can be. And just look around, you're like, wow. It, you know, it, it really um, puts uh, one size and place in the world in perspective. I always feel like it's a very beautiful moment. So yeah. I like that they had that touch Love it. in the chapter. Oh, yeah. I love the um I love the chess the chess scene, bro. Like oh, where Reese yeah. and Sai are playing chess yep. and and they, they start talking about, you know, uh Kasparov Kaknapob. Kasparov. Yeah, I can't I'm not a, I can't I'm yeah, I'm probably butchering that. But like this was cool. Like I didn't have information like this, but like this is like information that just makes so much sense right here. You know what I mean? And this like goes into just how informative you know, Dr. Stone chapters are even in like offhanded, like side conversations yeah. at the bottom of a page, you know what I mean? Or I guess there's a whole page, two page and a half, two pages dedicated to it, but it just seems so, it just seems like side information and side information in Dr. Stone is super, super important. And because it's like, man, you're reminding, you know, the reader along with, and I don't know if they're, um, are they actually talking to each other about Kasparov? But either way, it's like if they're not talking directly to the reader, they're talking to the reader and the people in the scene and just like reminding them of the history behind things. So it, it, it gives you the same kind of um, it gives you the same. kind. It scratches the same kind of itch that like other historical manga do. You know what I mean? But yes. like just, yeah, you know what I mean? Like Elusive uh -huh. Samurai, Veroni Kenshin, you know what I mean? Like anything like that. I mean, obviously, this is like modern stuff, but still, it's like it hits the, you know, similar. It's there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like 
you know me, like the history buff and stuff. So like mm -hmm. the Kasparov deep blue like moment was like, ah, yeah, that's great. So when OG like brought up out of Lovelace, I was like, ooh, even better. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, yeah for sure. Ugh. The, the uh, funny thing about this, right, is I'm reading the word AI and I'm like, well, wait, their computer isn't that good. But then you think about the, the chess match and you're like, that was only what, like 1980 something? So it wasn't like AI like we know it today. Right. Contrast that to, um, I don't know how long ago it was, but they had an AI-controlled league team face off against a competitive league team. And it actually did solidly for like 10 or 20 minutes. But then after that critical point, the, the actual team, the person team crushed it because it just didn't have the experience. But like, right. it's kind of weird to think about that, like. Yeah. Uh, computer program in the 80s beat the world's best chess player at the time. Yeah. Whereas, like, we're still working out, like, the really, really complicated one. Right. Wow. Yeah. And, like, chess is a game, even for its time and, and, and just in general, that has so many options, variables, and literally infinite mm -hmm. possible outcomes depending on moves made. Right. And, That's yeah, like, Deep Blue, Deep Blue got this dude... And yeah, I never even knew that they tried it with League Two, and and and, and, and yeah, I think it, yeah, what you were saying, like it comes down to the experience of the AI, and like there's just, I guess, that many more variables involved in League of Legends, obviously, because it's, there's just that many things in the game as far as actions go, but like that is a wild comparison from then to now. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's man. crazy to think about. Yeah, like you'd think that the AI would just from the 80s to now would just be just like insane you know like 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 maybe yeah. a league of legends game like wouldn't be shit to an ai of 2020 or you know or whatever if if the hmm. if the ai in the 80s beat the best chess player at the time like that dude probably was not playing like how much more have we learned about chess since then you know what i mean that's only like 60 years right. or however long you know what i mean like that's insane no not 60 i years, think what it came whatever. down to was um like in chess 40. like it's just a matter of yeah. like how many moves can you possibly think of and then, like, how does it going to work? Whereas, like, in League, not only are you thinking of that, but you're also thinking of, like, all the moving pieces that are just controlled by the computer, all the other pieces that are controlled by the other person. Right. Like, in League, you have jungling and all that. Right. So, like, yeah. when you have a computer pro program trying to do that, like, 20-plus minutes into the game, all of a sudden, it's, like the player experience kicks in and starts right. taking advantage of it. There's too right. many, I feel like, variable phases because, like, yeah. if it goes for, like, objectives and, like, a standard, like, win condition and stuff, it'll have an obvious pattern. And because the players are aware of that, they can move in, like, anticipation of that, working in tandem and, like placing like wards to confirm their suspicions and stuff whereas a computer is always going to try to take the optimal move and in that in itself is usually a weakness uh, um that's, like, that's a how really a good point beat, like, a lot of people will like beat um like chess computers that are scaled down because you know like they scale them from like 10 to 1 or right like in most stuff like if you do like yahoo chess showing my age but like <laughs> uh you know they they have that God, stuff where like people would be like oh yeah you're gonna try to go for this optimal thing and so i do a throwaway move and then that causes that but like if like like the deep blue thing where kasparov's like i'm gonna try to faint you and then it's just like no 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 i am the level 100 compute chess computer i'm i'm gonna take as much time as i need to figure out if this is an optimal move or not yes and then 
bam, boom. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just really interesting to see how like computers evolve and stuff. Because like to be honest, I could probably get beaten in a game of chess by a Tamagotchi. Like, <laughs> I, I'm same, a hasty, emotion-driven player. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But like, OG, since you jinxed us, how do you feel about the tail end of this chapter? Like, I thought it was perfectly timed because, um, like I've said in a bunch of my videos, uh, especially the villain one. When everything is going right, that's when something goes wrong. Yeah. And as you pointed out, everything's been going like smooth sailing for a little too long. So yeah. this was perfectly timed. Um, and this was sort of... Well, first I want to mention something that still hasn't been addressed, which I feel like is just kind of getting it brushed away, which was chapter 180-ish when we had the second worldwide petrification. Yeah. There was a light above the radio tower um, on top of like Shikasa's mountain, uh, the one that's like all craggly, there was a light and it was like clearly like maybe like 12 hours after the petrification. So it was clearly like, unless it was the moon, which it kind of doesn't look like it's the moon. It looked like it was some source of technology, but that still hasn't been addressed. Um, so that could oh. be a hint to what's going on. Uh, Oh. It was like 180 something, like I'm going right back and trying to find it right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah. But com- coming back to this, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even know the, the Medusa made a click sound. I thought it just yeah uh, show, shows how much I I pay attention. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know either, dude. I like yeah. I I heard I read that at the uh, at the end of the chapter, and I was like, have they always been doing that? They must have, but like I don't remember mm. that. I bet it's like a very small sound, but like, so it's yeah. not often like touched upon. But like, usually when like the Medusas are being activated, like, you know, during the fight with Stanley and her, their squad, like, they're busy, okay? Like, it's chaotic yeah. and just like, all right, let's go. So, like, I could see how a little click might just be sneaking past us. Yeah, um, for sure. I wonder, because with the information you just gave us about like the light after their thing, um, mm-hmm. Ah, 191. Would why yep. man like maybe um I wonder if it was like a response to why man like if why man is still active and observing the earth and then they see like these forced medusa like bursts like a worldwide burst of medusa energy and they're like hmm that's not normal. And so maybe they sent a signal from the moon to the Medusas left on Earth to um, trigger if uh, certain conditions are made. And so I think that putting it in a vacuum to preserve it would cause it to, like, sensitive information, right? So if it's like the, the machine is, like, aware that it is in a vacuum or, like, isn't, like, thing, it might be why it explodes, Okay. So like, like yeah, because I was gonna ask the question like, what do you guys think is the reason why it's activating right now? So I, I think, think it's because they put. I it in was the vacuum. also I was also thinking in my reaction that it was because they put it in the vacuum tube. I was like, that's the only variable that's I changing. Feel like that was the trigger. Like, yeah. why man basically sent that light twelve hours after the mass world petrification to the Medusas down there, and were like, blow up, self destruct if you are under. A vacuum because they're trying to preserve knowledge right and he's like well if it worked once 
then they're gonna do it again, and I could just get rid of them that time. Bro, if Y Man is on some like five headed shit like that, like how do I you mean, account for that? That's the thing. This pushes me towards like this chapter where they're talking about like how Deep Blue took a long time. I was gonna say that, yeah. And oh. did that? Oh. I want that. I. This is towards my theory that Y Man is an AI. No. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, because is that, that a thing? Yeah, that is one hundred percent a thing. I I can confirm. I've seen tons of people say why men. Uh, they their pet theory is that why men is like a robot or an AI. Mm -hmm. And that's why he's just because Yo! he's like, how do I deal with like humanoids reviving and then messing with my tool? Oh my no, that dude, that makes all the sense in the world. It would bro. make a lot of sense, especially for anyone who's read the reboot. It's not like we haven't seen it before. I haven't read the oh, reboot. That's the Byakuya shit, right? Yeah. I won't say anything more than that. Sure, sure. It's, Yo. it's within the realm of possibility. Thank you for reading that. I, I love that little one-off. It was really... That's, That's Dr. Stone's story, by the way, but we won't talk about it. Whoa, really? <laughs> in my opinion. If Is my it, opinion means anything. Wasn't that entirely oh. like done by Boichi? Wasn't there like no Rishi so, or Inigaki involved in that? As I understand it, Inigaki did the dialogue, but Boichi did everything else. So he did oh. the storyboards, he did the uh, the drawings, the everything except for the dialogue. That's the Marvel method. So mm -hmm. like back in, um, for those who don't know, back in like the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, I think it was like around like the time that Spider-Man like first came out, Stan Lee adopt, uh, created the Marvel method where he would go to his creative team, Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko, you know, whoever else was around and be like, okay, you create the story in all of the ways besides text. So you do the storyboards, you draw the, you create the characters and you like draw them, draw the entire chapter, no, no dialogue bubbles. I'll go in and add the, the dialogue myself to your drawings. You know what I mean? So that's how we oh. got things like Silver Surfer. Silver Surfer was entirely a, a Jack Kirby creation. He just added Silver Surfer, created the character, designed it and added it in you know the story after stan told him what kind of story he wanted and then jack kirby's storytelling created silver surfering drew the rest of that very you know, cool yeah you that know drew the rest wild, of that chapter like a silent movie yeah 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 wow okay so wait that's amazing i love that i love hearing that i need to read mm. the, Byakuya, the Byakuya reboot if it's uh, really marvel method like that that's insane yeah it's funny because so with the normal story uh, Inagaki storyboards it and he does all the writing, but then when he storyboards it, he gives it to Inagaki or to Boichi. Yeah. And then Boichi is like, oh my god, this is so good. And then he does the character designs because Inagaki will give him notes and he'll do like kind of rough sketches. Mm. But he's like, Boichi, this is your department. Yes. Go to town. And then Boichi draws it and Inagaki will literally go, oh, so this is what they look like. Yo, so it's very cool. Contrast that. that. Contrast that to the reboot where the story is pretty much all there, like all the source material. Mm -hmm. But for this particular story, Boichi did everything but the dialogue. Wow. That's amazing. Oh, I love man. hearing about that inside of manga because that was a <clears throat> revolutionary way of comic book, you know, style of comic book creation at the time. And it influenced like a lot inside of the medium itself. Like once that started being like I'm public glad the knowledge. technique is maintained. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I like I literally have never heard of that like confirmed inside of manga yet. So like that's, that's like great. Little goosebumps um, going on over here. Man, so <laughs> like that 
I think that like the end of like page 17 and like the 18, 19 and like the final double spread on 20 and 21, it to me almost uh, reminds me of a little bit of a horror story. Like not just because of like uh, the, the deadpan faces where they're like, oh, oh, oh yeah. you yeah. got us. But like, I think like we've always seen the Medusas like really shiny. And so when mm. it's set in a vacuum, it goes completely dull and dark. Yeah. Oh, wow. Anything about it. And that might just be because um, it's in a lightless environment. But like that, it, it, for me, it follows the formula for a horror movie, right? Where you take the monster, you lock it away, and then rattle, rattle, rattle from its cage. Sure. Breaks out causes hell and i was like "Ooh, man four page horror story let's go uh, <laughs> yeah just nice little change and like i'm just surprised i'm really taken aback by the force right like on end of like 19 it's like a black fiery concussive wave yeah coming out like very different from what the medusa normally does where yeah it's like shining yeah. light um, yeah, so, why is Yo just like that's Yo, right? That's Yo, yeah. Why is Yo just like breaking up? Like, why is he shattering? Well, people were unclear about it because, as you pointed out, the light looks different. It, it might be the same, but it definitely looks different. Um, but it's unclear if this was some sort of explosion because I feel like it was. That was a lot of metal, though. And when you look at that final spread, you don't see. Maybe there is with the stone, and it's just hard to tell, but you don't see any chunks of metal right. exploding with them. Right. Well, I mean, well, hmm. does oh, it no, this is hair. have its own sort of mass? Because, like, like oh. uh, it technically light does, yeah. Is, light is bent by gravity mm -hmm. and other things. So, like, I feel like with this concentration, because it's a light based weapon. So, um, I think that it has enough weight, maybe, or at least if it's I'm, pushed out. If I'm being technical, I don't think it's technically light because uh, when Senku, Zeno, and Chrome were like blowing bubbles and trying to recreate it, yeah. they said something like, well, it's not pure light. It's like, I forget the term they use, but it's like, it's this film because it creates this sort of substance. It's like a film. So it's not pure light uh, per se, but there is light. Substance? Involved. I don't remember the word they use, but they were like, it's like a film, not like a liquid. Oh. Exactly. If you like, go back, they make a point about it. They're like, it's not, we're, we're wrong about it. It's not light So wait, alone. if it's not it's some light, sort of substance. what could that substance, what would it be? I don't remember. I would have to go back and look at how they said it because I don't remember if they said, oh, the, the film is just on like the the perimeter or like it's the whole thing. But they made a point about, no, it's not just light. All right. Oh Specifically, it has force. Oh. Uh, but like, I'm still, I, I'm convinced it's going to be Y Man saying, no, the, once it's set in a vacuum, self destruct, freeze everything, pre programmed. Like, once the condition is met. That's, like, like, such a five-headed play, dude. Like, holy yeah. shit. I mean, I would have to think they thought ahead, like, okay, well, somebody's going to figure out, oh, well, it's voice activated. Just put it where voice can't reach. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 for sure. And if it does enter, um, you know, an environment where, you know, sound can't reach it, what happens? So, like, mm. yeah, it might not even be specifically if they put you, you know in this specific contraption 
can, well, I guess this would have to be the contraption if if you were trying to make sure sound didn't reach it, right? Yeah. It would have I like imagine this. it's like um like uh So I guess that's not too like crazy. Contingency, though. right? Yeah, like yeah. like um like people don't want their technology to fall in the hands of their enemies, so it's like, no, destroy yourself, like go. <laughs> right. Like, I just think it's a pre loss prevention thing. It's like, well, sure. you can utilize it, but once you try to like paralyze it and like break it down, that's when I need you to go. Yeah, yeah. Like anybody but, that reaches that point is the bigger threat. But then, so, like, also, but then, how does it not explode when they're tinkering with it? Then how does it not? Like, how are they able to break it apart and look on the inside and try to rebuild it? I mean, they it did that before. It. Yeah. I think oh. they did it before the big flash. So, like... Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so okay. So these aren't, like, original contingencies. Once they used it. Yeah. Right, 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 right. It was right, a contingency okay. made after the worldwide, definitely visible from space... Sure, sure. Right. ...burst. So, OG, did you did you have a like specific theory for why this was happening, like before the conversation, or is it like kind of? I think I think I remember you saying that it was kind of along the lines of what Mello was going into when he first started talking about what he thought was going on. Did you have anything you were thinking outside of that? No, I was thinking all that going into this, but literally right, right. right the second something just occurred to me uh -oh. when we were talking about vacuums. What if Y Man anticipated someone going to space? When you go to space, even when you're in a rocket, that's a vacuum. So he said, I don't care what you do on Earth, but if you come to space, I'm not oh, letting you have a Medusa. It. Yo. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That makes so much sense then, because then the fact that they are using the vacuum tube before going to space it won't work inf anymore. informs them of the contingency before they're in the rocket. And that would mean they'd have to reprogram a new one. Yeah, so then now they now they know what Y-Man is up to and can mm -hmm. prepare for that as they go to the moon. So if they would have never put this shit in a vacuum tube, they would have got on the fucking rocket. And, and it would have blown up. Oh, no! That, yeah. is, that, is, my, that is my pet theory. I did not... I, I love it. I did not so see good. anyone... I did not see anyone say that on Reddit or Twitter today. It literally just occurred. You to heard that's it here fire. first. Folks. You heard <laughs> it here yeah. first. Oh my god, that's insane. I have to think somebody oh, said it, but that's sure. the first I'm thinking of it. Sure, right yeah, now. absolutely. Wow, that's mind blowing to think mm -hmm. about. Yeah. Oh, I have. So do we think uh, Gen and Yo are gonna be out of there, or do you think they're no. right? Because like, okay, so here's the thing, right? So like, we don't know like what the distance is that it's going to go. Like if, if this is a contingency plan, then like it has to have a preset distance, right? I don't think it's gonna just expend all of its energy to cover as big of an area as it possibly can just because mm -hmm. it was put into a vacuum tube. So since no distance was actually like declared, I wanna say it's probably not going to be that big of a distance to where everyone in the immediate area, or not even just the immediate area, but everyone, like someone is going to be able to survive this burst yeah. of petrification so that they can be revived with you know the revival fluid or whatever so I, like and being broken to pieces doesn't matter because you have like yuzuriha you know what i mean or whoever mm -hmm. is on her crafts team I that can put wonder, your shit though, back together like, so does he get pulverized because like he's missing a lot of chunks right of himself like yeah mm -hmm. you're turned into stone but like if you're turned into sand <laughs> matter how good you have like a puzzle maker it might just be like hey you know what we got yo but like if we revive him he's missing his lower jaw so we need to make like a prosthetic or something i don't even think it works like that i think you have to just get all the pieces in the right spot so if they're it, it, well 
I don't know though, right? Because it's like if you yeah. the way it's been uh, the way it's been illustrated is from a wound. I'm sorry, what, uh, was, what was that? No, no, I was just gonna say the way it's been illustrated, at least my understanding is um we still don't know how much you can break a person beyond like turning them to sand, because we right. have the instance of so uses dad. That happened before we figured out about immortality. Right. So there's still the question of like if I split your head open while you're petrified, like if you're like brand new, right? He was old, old, old. So that was another factor. But like, yo, right? Let's say they split his head open. Would they be able to glue it and then put it back? Um, that's one question. But the yeah, way I understand it is as long as you glue everyone together, like perfectly together, uh, it'll heal all injuries. Because right. I mean, our boy uh, Hyoga was. Uh, well, a bunch of people were all Swiss cheese. Right. And they were just fine. Right. Yep. That makes sense. That makes sense. You're right. Um, and there's the point about Kosaki where he's not even broken necessarily. And every time they revive him, he's a little his bit younger. bones, yeah, his bones are all fine. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Oh, man. That's kind of interesting. Because, like, now that makes me wonder if, like, Yo is going to come back with, like, a solid black, like, under chin to, like, replace his, like, not, like as a sign that he sustained that wound. Oh, yeah. Like, what if, they, what... Because it follows a lot of the cracking, right? Like, even when they revive, yeah. like, new people, they have, like, marks on their faces and stuff where yeah. it looks like cracks. Yeah. But, like, then you have characters like Psy, where it's, like, when we saw him petrified, his arms seem to be, like, totally exactly. intact. I wonder if he's going to have that on his, like, face. Right, but, like, Psy's like, arms are stark black. But uh -huh. his arms didn't look too crazy in the petrification render that we right. have for him. You know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, you know, so, like, like, yeah. his whole thing was that he used his arms so much that there was, like, oh, most, sure. like, carpal Right? Yeah, and, like he already had the damage from being a coder. And then it just healed it, yeah. Oh, shit. That's cool. That's cool <laughs> to think about. Wow. Yeah. What uh, a well, chapter, dude. Yeah. So, so good. good. I knew and it. Like, I knew it. I called it. I was like, somebody's dying. Somebody's getting sniped. Somebody's getting set on fire. And I jinxed it. To your point, though, to, to your point, great, though, OG, like, oh. like. Well, I was I was talking about it, or we were talking about it in earlier reviews. It's like, okay, so like, why man seems to be like final boss? What kind of conflict can they run into potentially before they mm -hmm. go to the moon? And like, I was trying to think about it. Like, it doesn't make sense that they would have any kind of real enemy or any kind of real obstacle. You know what I mean? Before they go to the moon, because it's like we already got like the the dichotomy of like Senku versus Sukasa in the first like couple arcs, and then you go into you know uh the treasure island stuff like where they have to fight the medusa again you know what i mean or, or people that were like controlling you know the medusa themselves so you have that arc then you have like the beautiful you know xeno versus senku arc and it's like what other kind of legitimate issues can they run into before why man that doesn't feel like a rinse repeat of a previous arc you know what i mean like i feel like this is just going to be smooth sailing build everything you need to and then go up to the moon and then there's your next conflict mm -hmm. for real but like now, like this situation right here, based on the conversation that we just had, it's like they just keep making the perfect decisions on how to introduce stakes and conflict and worry in the series without reusing anything. And it's just I like, mean, holy I feel shit. Like, I feel like the major conflicts are all like pre-planned, even if it's just a bullet point. And then being able to expand it from there, sure. especially with like mm. what we know about like how they handled like the Byakuya 
one shot one off yeah so like i feel like they definitely did all that planning and stuff um the level of like planning just feels so insane in dr stone mm-hmm. like the, the four they have to there's yeah. no way with it, all these plot twists yeah they had to have like every single massive point mm-hmm. every single major turning point just figured out before they even really started I mean, getting to work on this they Otherwise, had the medusa like, figured yeah. out down to a t and yeah. just been spoon feeding us little bits here and there yeah. it's been great there's no other explanation to why it feels like it's just puzzle pieces being put into position the entire series you know what i mean whenever it feels like mm-hmm. that you know you have you know a nine out of ten ten out of ten kind of series as long as you know the content is compelling of course but i feel like it's so rare to get this feeling of comfortability in you know story composition you know what I mean? Right. Especially inside of Shonen series. So weekly Shonen series at that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So hats off to the creative team yeah. as usual. <laughs> that's all I had for Dr. Stone this week, though. Yeah, I think that's about all I had as well. Massive convo. Holy shit, it's like an hour. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into chapter 81 of Mushity. Mosh Burn Dead and the Excellent Friends. Mm-hmm. And this was such a huge chapter for Lemon, obviously. Yeah. It felt so good for me. And obviously it fits perfectly for her to be the one that was like speeching to these bitch ass people about Mosh and yeah. like, how they felt about him. <laughs> yeah. Given her relationship with him. Yeah. I hope, uh, you know, I hope we see more big Lemon stuff in the future. Cause like, I know we've had discussions on the podcast about how we feel her character is not lacking, but, you know, underused in certain areas. And sure. she could be, you know, she could play a bigger part in some certain aspects of the story. This was massive for her. I feel like it was right on yeah. time because, like, I always just forget she's a character. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? So the, having this, you know, and not only just this chapter for, you know, Lemon in, um, as a character, but also the fact that it's coupled with the, like, theme of this chapter going into, you know, the um the 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 situation where it's like if you don't have magic you're not shit you know what i mean it's like the same kind of like black clover like noble classism stuff is being addressed here and the voice of it is lemon like that was just that was just a major combination of decision making in this chapter i want to say because it's like not only did we really need this for lemon but it's like right on time for that theme to kind of be revisited inside of 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 mashal so it's just it's right on time <laughs> they've been playing bullshit for 15 hours 15 hours son insane. that's insane and like that's Thanks the kind of comedy awesome yeah that's that's the kind of comedy that like that's why i'm here for the comedy inside of mash yeah it's like holy shit 15 hours of comedy, did anybody else die when dot decided Yo, to i was Mashal's just gonna agent? say <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was just gonna say his little speech go to hell <laughs> I'm your agent. We've prepared a mo- a little briefing and eat shit and die. <laughs> I just thought about it now. Like this is um this reminded me of Uraraka, kind of like I was gonna say, yeah yeah yeah. I just thought about it right now. I was like, hold on, this is like really close to Big. like three chapters ago when Uraraka mm-hmm. did this exact Big same shit for Deku or for Deku, yeah. I bet the author was just like watching that chapter. He's like, oh man, I need to give it some time before I have this moment. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Looking over Kohei's comedy moments out a little bit. I was going to do that two chapters from now. Uh, <laughs> He's like, why don't I just have them play uh, bullshit stuff. for 15 hours? <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and it was the funny, that one you know, breathe. Yeah. the funny moment where she's like, I'm Mosh Burn Dead's 
wife. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And your reaction, in your reaction, you were like, wait, they're married? And I was like, no, that's man. Funny. She's no. just psycho. Well, no, no, because that's what the dialogue says. He's married? Oh. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you were reading the dialogue bubble. I'm so yeah. stupid. I was sitting here going like, come on, Eagle. You know they didn't get married. <laughs> I, that, I don't care what people like, say. Super smacking. highlighted, not just be like, I'm the wife. No, soulmate. But when she says like, red manacles of fate like it's not mm -hmm. it's red string of fate red manacles oh girl you're gonna like lock his ass up in a basement <laughs> like, Yo, locking him like, down. welcome to death diary i'm soon like yonder yeah, they, fuck. Yeah. they straight threw a rock at her face and yeah. mosh i was laughing because he was about to like turn up on him like he was about to go down there and start yeah knocking heads off and right. lance had to like yo chill bro like Calm down. Yeah, that panel of him being like, "What'd you say? Hold on, you know that? I mean? Like, what'd you do? You know, like he's about." Well, to that was after, me. yeah, that was after they hit. They threw the rock. Like, the yeah. Face. yeah, they threw the rock at her, and 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 Mash was just about to activate like right away. No words, just movement. And Lance is like, "Hey, you know how fast you got to be, or not fast, but you know how like well you have to understand Mash in order to like stop him from like twitch responses. This dude is beyond sound barrier breaking." You know what I mean? Like, if MASH decides to, like, run somewhere at the drop of a hat and turn up, like, you don't have that long to put the hand on that shoulder. You know right. what I mean? So the fact that Lance was already ready, like, I know MASH is going to be pissed about this. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like that's, like, a low-key, like, banger Lance moment right there. Yeah. Also, Lance has actually gotten sleep, too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I think he quit, like, right away, right? He was just like, nah, doc, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Lance was like, you guys are idiots. Why are you playing this game? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I love no, Lance, I man. Love I, I love the, I love the, um, I love how, okay, so like whenever we're in these situations in any story that kind of like focuses on this theme of you, we have magic, we have magic, you don't. I can't remember how many times a situation like this has like come up inside of Black Clover where the whole, like there's an angry mob of people that don't like you know, slum kids or whatever they're clowning, you know, asked for in the story. I can't remember too many times where he's like, oh yeah, well like let me flex real quick in a way that like shows you like where my place in the bigger picture actually is. Since you want to think that I'm not shit, let me flex real quick and like kind of put things into perspective for you. I can't remember too many moments inside of Black mm -hmm. Clover like that, but whenever you have this kind of dynamic where, you know, the a character is being looked down upon by other people that have what they don't and what they're lacking is like their defining trait almost it's like yep. man having mash sit here and he gets put in the fucking like iron coffin and just do 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 makes a door walks out of it everyone with can see that finger. yeah mm. and with his finger everyone is seeing this like he literally yep. has like a huge massive group of people that think the same way about him watching him just effortlessly deal with this magic after they were just like, you're weak, you have none, you can't do anything because you don't have any. And then he just perfectly counters you, smooth as shit, no effort, you know what I mean? Like every like Yeah. Even if you're still even if they're still gonna hate after this, they still saw that part. You know what I mean? Like you can't deny what just happened in front of all of these people. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like like it's gonna be little subtle shit like this throughout the rest of the series I where they're like okay wait a minute this this shit doesn't actually matter and we just suck you know what i mean i loved the guy who kind of has like this weird like he has like the cleft lip 
that makes him look very like, mousy, but also like vaguely yeah. looks like a pussy. Like, yeah. <laughs> and and he's he just kind like, of is. Like, he's just a little like, wiener, right? Like, yeah. Those walls like, are 15 yeah. centimeters thick, capable of traveling even large magic beasts. <laughs> oh, <laughs> those walls are 15 <laughs> centimeters thick. That's his voice. Capturing large magical beasts. Yeah, and then he starts saying it like a question. Like, these are 15 centimeters thick, capable of trapping magical beasts he's like almost not sure of himself anymore oh, yeah, so he's breaking down his yeah. scheme is being shat upon yeah and then not wow. only to just walk out of the prison but to also just pick it up put it around you and then close the door on you is just he like throws the door too yeah. he throws that door that he made he just like put nails it like like yeah. he's so good at beer pong like he's just like landed <laughs> right in there and it's just like shoved in and that guy he's like well i mean it's my spell that's not going away until i release that spell right right like, right oof God, big so l funny. and he got yeah. like huge l like in front of everyone and they're like right. oh, uh i mean that guy was like some sort of capture specialist so right <laughs> And I love Mash's dialogue. Maybe we dialogue. can't arrest him. <laughs> I love Mash's dialogue as he finally, like, makes a statement in front of all these people. He's like, all right, so I know, you know, it's it's been this way for a while. You guys are stuck in your ways. You know what I mean? I understand traditional ways of thinking and all of this stuff. And, like, maybe you feel like, you know, this change is a little bit too new and you don't like things. But, like, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And... I'm going to let you guys know that not having magic is totally okay too. I feel like this line of dialogue is like so mash because I feel like it would be easy to just give him, you know, the um, public speech dialogue that like is just perfect for the moment, no matter who the character is, you really just want to get that statement out there. But like making sure that it makes sense that your character would say these things is also important. So you kind of have to go, okay, do I want to get the message out in like the perfect way that I would say it? Or am I going to say it the way that it needs to be said by the character involved? And like mm -hmm. mash like his personality, the exact things that he says in this moment, I feel like was just like, so like spot on and i know that it's a translation thing and like it can vary from like thing to thing but i was reading it and i was like okay mash said everything perfectly and it was like entirely inside of his character to make a statement like this worded exactly this way so i just appreciated yeah, the that okay sold it for me because yeah. mash, it's just kind of like a bull he's a himbo right yeah like, yeah he's a straight up himbo not having magic is totally okay too you know i thought about yeah. so many different ways that this statement could be made and it's like, this is the way MASH would say it. And whenever mm -hmm. I feel that inside of a main character's monologue, I'm just like, yeah. And then yeah. and then Wahlberg, you know, perfectly timed, shows up at the end to like dovetail right off of MASH's point. Like, look, we just, just hang in a little bit longer. We'll mm -hmm. show you what's good. You know? Yes. Yes. I like that he kind of shames them. It's like, in the meantime, we ask for your patience for a bit. And he's like, hey, his word putting him through the test so that we can decide what to do like don't jump the gun kind of thing and like their society is wholly based on like magic is holy and all this other stuff but like magic is power and Walbarg is still top dog they right. those guys weren't around for when innocent zero like wiped him out right like, and this is it's major that that um Wahlberg even says the things that he says because he's the pinnacle of of magic to these people like this is their headmaster yeah. this is the person who you listen to no matter what he's got to say but he just understands society so well that it's like bro it doesn't matter what you say what you do like you just have to have 
the list of feats necessary for people to like you and accept you. You know what I mean? I could say whatever the fuck I want. I could be like, I'm headmaster. I've reached this point because you, I'm clearly supposed to be here. You guys are all beneath me, technically. You guys should listen to me no matter what I say. He can't just say, yo, let MASH slide. It's it, the, the indoctrination is too, you know, strong. deep. You know, it's too strong. You know what I mean? Like, you have to yeah, show these people, not does, tell yeah. them. It, even if it's me, Wahlberg, telling them, it doesn't matter. You have to provide the results that will change their mind. You know what I mean? So... That was just great for Wahlberg, too, because it's like, man, it's like you could have very easily just strong-armed the whole conversation. Like, MASH is cool. Y'all can't do nothing about it. I'm the headmaster. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? But it's almost like that Gojo way of thinking where it's like, I could just go into the, you know, the jujutsu, you know, higher-ups and just kill all of them. But then people will be like, you really just killed everyone because they didn't agree with you? Oh, yeah. now we really don't fuck with you. You know what I mean? How like, does you that have make to, me any different from Innocent Zero? Right. You have to change it, you know on a on a deeper level than just i'm i you know i'm the headmaster do what i say you know what i mean so like it just it, it was just a really deep deep exchange deep um you know progression of of, of events you know what i mean yeah, yeah it definitely fits his compassionate personality and it just like shows his wisdom it shows his experience it shows that he just understands the people and deserves to have this headmaster position that keeps showing Wahlberg in these situations that let you know that he's the one who's supposed to be here in this spot. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Love it. Love it. And I always love, like, the line of dialogue. Like, you have excellent friends. Like, you chose amazing disciples. Like, your pirate crew is awesome. You know, like, like, like someone always says that you know in a in a in a shonen manga specifically like to the main yeah. character and it's always hype it always is just such a feel-good moment when someone like at the status of Wahlberg is telling you like you're doing it bro you know what i mean like don't worry about shit like you you got it figured out and it's just like yeah like you think it makes you think you know to the moment when shanks is gonna tell luffy like you've you've made a fine crew yes i feel like luffy like like who like so many people have said that in one piece kuma said that Kuma, uh, at the end of Thriller Bark or whatever, he was like, Dragon, you got one hell of a son and he's got one hell of a crew. You know what I mean? Like, the, like whenever that line of dialogue comes out, you're just like, oh, yes! <laughs> the acknowledgements. Yeah, it's man. Like, I don't know. It's super validating. I'm yeah. like, I, I appreciate it. Hell yeah, dude. I feel like this is a really straightforward chapter, though. Like, there's yeah, not a whole... Yeah, there's not a whole lot of meat and potatoes. I mean, it's it's very straightforward. The major speaking points are like all there, like laid out. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like otherwise it's just comedy, and then like this theme being driven home by Mash, Lemon, and and Wahlberg. You know what I mean? Yeah. So just a great. I think that's about all I had for this chapter. Yeah, I think I'm good too. Mm -hmm. OG, did you have anything else? No, I just like that Wahlberg shows up and basically politely goes peanut gallery. Right. Peanut gallery. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I am part of the major deciding factor. And uh, <laughs> we're, we've got the situation under control. Yeah. You yeah. just chill. We've Ooh. got top men on it. <laughs> top men. Top men. We, you just saw what happens to amateurs to trying to deal with this guy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, wait, real quick question. So hmm. do these people know, like, MASH's role no, because they were frozen during the Innocent Zero stuff, right? Does that mean that they um, couldn't see anything or didn't know what was stop. happening? Because it's like MASH was going crazy in front of everyone during that. Yeah, they, they um, everyone else was frozen during that. They were frozen. Yeah. So and they like, saw the end where the Cyclops, like he bided the Cyclops, right? Yeah, they did see that. 
Yeah. Uh, so like, I what the like hell? That was These mostly school really students. Really suck. I feel like it was students that witnessed oh. the Cyclops things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like a school-wide event. Whereas, like these people, they found out through a newspaper, and, then, and were just and it was like, yeah. it was even explicitly stated different. that they doctored the newspapers and shit to yes. um, change what people thought about what happened. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you for reminding me of that because I was like, because because whenever this kind of situation happens, like My Hero Academia, everybody like clowning Midoriya, even though he whooped Kisaki above the entire city. You know what I mean? Like shit like that. I'm like didn't y'all see you know this person like turn the fuck up on your behalf like how are you still so shitty and i thought like man do these people just suck that bad that it doesn't even matter that mash flexed and saved everybody in front of them they still just hate them no matter what but yeah the information was edited and yeah this is these are just citizens of you know the magic city and not actual students that were there watching the exam so yeah yeah, that makes sense Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are just a bunch of stooges that like read newspapers to yeah. get their information. Yeah, what yeah. Utter <laughs> buffoons. Fox News, yeah. angry mouth, mal- angry Fox News mob. <laughs> but yeah, I think that about conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holrod does it for Marshall, I think. This yeah, week. for sure, for sure. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and jump right into another pretty straightforward chapter where I feel like there's only really one major talking point and one real talking point about the chapter. Chapter 308 of Black Clover. You know Grinberryall. Grinberryall. And uh, I don't know. The reason I said that is because it, it seems like Ast- the Asta, or not, the uh, the Finral and Langris shit is really just brushed over. Okay, like let, let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Because, okay, so they, 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 they run up on Zeno and they hit him with this really cool after image behind the back, like, you know combo spatial magic attack and then you get this cleaved in half you know panel at the bottom of three and then some time passes obviously and then they're yep. just like cooked and then he says even spatial magic that erases everything couldn't destroy the devil's heart do we have anything yet that kind of lets us know why this happened this way because i want to say like this is either information the top which is going to give us later about why this particular heart is so strong you know what I mean? Because it's like Noel just in Saint Stage just like slices, you know, Maggie Kula's heart like it's in that half. He made the pact with the devil to give him the actual heart. Oh, oh, oh. Remember that I was know. like a, a chapter or two ago. It was stated that he actually made a pact with a, a devil to give him a literal devil heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I oh. wonder. So Maggie Kula didn't have one? I don't know. Okay. I think Maybe it might have the been the saint that... stage, right? Like infusing your ability with holy power, whereas like Langris and Finral, they don't have like holy dimension. There's no saintly dimension magic, right? right like right. they don't have access to it. So I feel like to be fight a pure devil, you need either that something that is using like saint magic, uh, sure. spirit magic, like you know, uh, using sylph. Um, right. and devil magic. So, like, devils can only be truly harmed or defeated by one, one of, of three so, things. Something that's equivalent, yeah. right? Because, right. It, like, devils are sort of, like, outsider element where they're impervious to most magics. So needing saint stage magic, needing elemental, like, spirit magic, needing borrowed devil magic in the case of Asta will be necessary to okay. cut him that's cool. I feel like that's my solution. I like that. But that like, yeah. I was confused too because I was like, man, how do you like 
something that cuts the space of something yeah it's like this is literally just like raw matter deletion almost you know i want to say you know like so it's like man it's like it's all it's all kind of existing in the same realm of like abilities you know what i mean like magic mana you know what i mean like this is a straightforward deletion spell and i just caught you with like a crit essentially inside of a direct hit for this you know what i mean in your soft spot you know what i mean so if i need a specific area of this energy if i need to be able to tap into a specific area of this energy saint stage magic whatever privileges you know that that mellow was kind of talking about in order to damage you then like that's cool and tabitha will probably say that but in the meantime i'm sitting here going like how does not even this work like they caught you dead to rights with matter deletion right on your heart you know what i mean like that's crazy that your heart can withstand that yeah i'm like or is it like is it was it a fake heart was it an illusion is your heart actually like in your stomach and like it's an illusion like i was trying to figure out ways to like work it out until mm-hmm. the whole um pokemon type thing right where it's yeah. like <laughs> elemental type where it's like i'm a ghost and you're using normal attacks that kind of thing yeah that's fine just, entirely sure i would like i would just like to say it's worth noting i just noticed so when they cut him in this chapter and you see the slash through his chest you don't actually see the heart it's only after they go back to it that the heart is there so maybe he moved it if he was really quick enough sure I mean, but it, it seems like with his like line of dialogue on the bottom of five, he says even spatial magic that erases everything couldn't destroy the devil's heart. So that kind of tells me that the mana did hit the mark, and it just wasn't enough to deal with the heart at at that level. I mean, he could be bluffing. Could be bluffing. Could yeah, he could just bluffing. be yeah, could just be talking shit. Absolutely. But I um, mean, it is the heart of Bazelbub. Like right. In like, if you go for like demonology names, like that's a huge name. That's a right. big name. Right. So part of me is just like, maybe it's just a tear. And it's like, it's just a high level devil that can only be affected in those ways. Um, But like, it really threw me off. I was just like, what? Why? Yeah, I was like, why? I was like, wait. I was like, Um, Tabitha, give me something here for this. Something that I really enjoyed um, was not to be like sadistic or anything, Mm. but like, on page eight, I loved the fact that you know had like a despairing, crying, messed up face. Yeah. Because even in his like, like look at his like like page nine, his like little uh, flashbacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's always had like a super deadpan, blank, stoic expression. Yeah. So like, seeing that was great because I was like, yes, finally a little emotion break. Yeah. yeah. Like. This is a big deal for you, know, because I think uh, someone yes. mentioned in um, in Eagle's reaction how this is the first time he's cried since like I don't know hundreds since of chapters ago since he made the pact with Asta. So that's great. If we're if we're putting you know you know who a lot of people you know say has a certain kind of personality. You know what I mean? And he's been shown you know throughout the series in a certain level of confidence and a certain level of like. Um, I don't even know like what term I'm even really looking for here, but he like kind of has like a he has his nose up at like most people he a lot of the time. Wonderful. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's cool to kind of get like a deconstruction of that in this chapter because it just shows growth. You know what I mean? Just like mm-hmm. at, you know at base level, it's just like for free growth here. Like he's crying. He's like 
upset with himself. He feels like he failed. He's talking about how, like, I talked all of this shit. I acted all of this way. I was so certain. I even made sure that they knew that I needed to be in this raid. I was so confident, and I'm still getting whooped here. You know, like, what the fuck good am I? I was like, damn. My teammates are dead because of me. Yeah, I was like, okay. Wow. I was like, all right, you know? Yeah, like, this was massive for his character. I thought it was way more compelling. Uh, one odd thing that I noticed on page nine was, like, I suffered loss and I swore. And I was like, in a fantasy world, why are all the tombstones have, like, classic Christian crosses? Yeah. I think, I that... think that's something they've done before. Like, yeah. um, when you go to their church i think it has a cross i think it's just to give it that western feel i i don't know i i sure. get that but for me it was like oh, it was always like a little funky i was like well like maybe if they I mean, stylize the cross a little more like a clover then like, they had, like a classic yeah, western nun. like yeah sorry eagle no they had the classic like western nun and yeah that's uh, right like sister, yeah. Lily, yeah. sister lily yeah so i, I feel like I, um black clover like, has always a... threw me off yeah like, a little jarring you know like yeah. it's, um like an anachronism you know what sure. i mean like you go into like a spaghetti western western thing and they have like a flying bike mm -hmm. right like it's just like okay this just doesn't seem yeah. matching so yeah. it's like i feel like black clover has a lot of references to you know outside theology and just True. ologies in general that like aren't directly talked about in in the manga and then like the community goes through and like finds those links and connects those dots and has those kind of conversations even though tabata doesn't really want to or doesn't seem like he really wants to go too much into like the references themselves in the actual narrative so it's just like cool little easter egg shit to like find i don't know if this is really that kind of situation but it just goes into that like charlie you know um from a always sunny kind of like dot connection on the board like you don't understand Tobit is doing this 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 and this you know what i mean like i'm always i'm always someone that says like hey man find a way to make it make sense in your story and then have it have extra value when you go through and do the research i don't really like the idea that you have to find tooth comb the series and wikipedia's in order to make these connections if it if it hasn't ever really touched upon in the actual narrative so but I mean, like, either way, like, it's cool. Like, it looks it looks cool. It fits, like, a lot of other kind of, like, things I want to say. Like, like Eagle was saying, it goes back to Sister Lily. Like, we have references like this throughout Black Clover, so it's totally fine. But, like, I totally see what you mean, though, Mello. Yeah, it's always just throwing me off, especially, like, Sister Lily and stuff. I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, then we go in here. He's like, yo, I made a vow with him. This is not all I am. What's cracking? Boom. And then you get, um, you know, this... Uh, or spirit. spirit ethereal form. like spirit yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i am you but you have your own strength as well then yeah. he gets a uh second grimoire here and we have the we have patry saying it's as i thought his wind magic it's t licked and tatia's sud right <sighs> their kid daughter that's I mean, the impression i got yeah i don't know because like how does one Daughter. get a grimoire and how much less how does one get two sure like for me this that's this what i was chapter, saying in my reaction like have we ever heard of anybody having two do we know i don't think so. like it's, it's um, kind of uh, it seems kind of crazy i know it is kind of uh, crazy the captain of the vengeance had like two books but that's because he like jekyll and hyde swapped between his like elf host form and his human host 
form. So like we've had that, but like for me, that's as close as we've gotten. And like, how do the grimoires work? Do that? There are they key to lands? Like okay, because like you know has ties to the Spade Kingdom, but yeah. then why did he create a clover um, book? No, because I remember somebody, I think it was Magnus, actually. I think it was Magnus that said, even in Eagle's reaction a little bit earlier, he was like, this is Licht and Tetia's child or something. And so if that's the case, then I know that you know, like, was like a big deal in the elf art. Like, he was one of the ones that was, that had a yeah. uh, an elf that kind of like took over him, right? He was like immune too, yep. or he was uh, immune or something. I, either way, like there was something. Uh, he had one take that. over, but he broke. He but he broke, broke it. Control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then, okay. So here's the thing, then, right? Because we know that you know is like spade originating, right? Yeah. So like he was always supposed to have a spade grim war, a, a spade grim war. So since he's like from spade, he's finally now getting the grim war he was all he was always supposed to have. Uh. Right, so this is like, and um, then that would mean that claiming of his birthright. Yeah, yeah, claiming of his birthright. There we go. This is a great way to say it. So then that means that whatever grimoire he had before was an inheritance from, from like this kid Lick who was like living inside of him or whatever, right? Because it's like maybe Lichtentetia's kid was originally from Clover Kingdom. I think it was because the elves were from Clover Kingdom. Yeah. And that, okay. When the human king came in and ruined everything, they were gone, and like the humans absorbed their lands. Right. Um, okay. So and you know, so, book is like a four-leaf clover. It was a so special. Wait. So yeah. you know's actual grimoire is the spade one that appears here. Right. The four-leaf clover grimoire is the grimoire of Licht and Tetia's kid. I think so. I think I yes. think at least like that's like kind of like what made the most sense when when um maybe it wasn't Magnus. I'm not sure. Shout out to Magnus if it was. But like someone said, oh, BC guy. Yeah. So yeah, someone resident resident BC uh, Stan like said. I think it was Magnus. He said this is Licht and Tetia's child, and. The only thing that makes sense is that their kid is from Clover, which makes sense because Mello said, like, yeah, the elves are from Clover or whatever. So then the the essence of that kid living inside of Yuno is what attracted the yeah. the Clover Grimoire to him in the first place at the beginning of the story. And so now he's saying, or they're saying, I don't know if it's a son or a daughter, but they're like, I'm you. You um you've grown your strength well. Like I'm you, yeah. yeah. Like, because like the thing about like elemental spirits is that like the spirits would choose their host or like the chooser of their grimoire, right? They would choose their caster. So like Sylph chose, you know, and like her dialogue initially was just like, oh yeah, I love you. You're the greatest. I like you. Like you're yeah. Like they, he was chosen, and it was signified by his four leaf clover as opposed to the regular three, and then. This is a reclamation of a first right. Because, like, I feel like this conversation has helped me understand this. Because when I first read it, I was just like, what the fuck? Yeah. This seems like such a bailout. Like, what the <laughs> Well, as weird as it is, dude, like... It does make if, sense. We're, if we're moving towards, like, endgame stuff, it's like we know that, like, the competitors for Wizard King are going to be Yuno and Asta. And if you're going to give Asta all of the... Like, first of all, you gave him anti-magic in the first place. You mm. know what I mean? So, like... Like, prodigious talent in one area of magic isn't going to be enough to keep up with endgame anti-magic guy. You know what I mean? Like, we know Ast is going to be this, like, wildly capable, you know, um, fighter and, and just presence in the narrative. 
by the time it's ready to start talking about who's going to be the next Wizard King. So for all of the power-ups that we know are going to come with Asta, we need to have things that like make sense for Yuno to continue being his rival. So like now that Asta makes a pact with, you know, Libe and they're like in sync now and he was already like insanely broken just in general in the world of Black Clover from just having, you know, anti-magic in the first place, giving mm -hmm. Yuno two grimoires at once makes sense for a rival of the Wizard King at the pace that the story is going right now. So like from a power perspective, it kind of makes sense in this yeah. moment like giving him a second grimoire amidst all of these other power-ups and new forms that literally everyone on each side has kind of gotten throughout you know this arc it's like okay whatever give him the second grimoire you know what i mean like especially yeah. if it's called back to and there's like a narrative link that like you know a, a reread would would make you know slap a little bit harder for you it's like that's awesome to me you know what i mean as weird as it is like knowing that this links back to you know the elf saga stuff it's like that's cool in my opinion um, even if it does seem kind of hand wavy on the surface question for all of you yeah what do you think the kind of magic that the new grimoire is i was just gonna ask this and i think it's pretty it's obvious to me anyway that it's light yeah because isn't that because isn't that the kind of magic licked had right and 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 magic is hereditary to a certain degree well, so yeah, if, but I mean, like we were saying, I think the wind magic from the four leaf clover grimoire is the reincarnated like Lick Sun grimoire because they were in the Clo clover kingdom. Yeah. Oh, wait. But he was born in the Keshia spade kingdom and would have actually wind. gotten this spade grimoire from his grimoire test in the spade kingdom. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Wait, that's right. So, wait, I, I feel like I feel like I'm just like, I just don't know what I'm talking about then because if Licked had light magic, but and then his this... wife had like wind magic. Then that would explain why he has wind. He has wind in the in the clover grimoire. Yeah, but like yeah. this is a new. But this but this yeah, grimoire spade. comes down like oh, with a big illumination of light. It's, you know his it's power like alone. It's like shining in his face. It's lighting up all crazy, and there's like little glints of light on this last page double spread that are like healing him or whatever. Yeah. Somebody in my reaction was saying like, oh, it's some ethereal magic or something but i'm like nah it seems pretty <laughs> obvious to me that it's light because not only is he healing himself but like it's all you can see it's all, all spark all this all this light <laughs> yeah. happening the stuff going on yeah so no wait a minute though because because magic is hereditary so then why wouldn't you know's original magic come from a parent we don't know what his we don't know who his parents we don't are. know what his parents magic was and, yeah, and don't i don't know, know that it's ever so so wait a minute so okay hold that's on that's why i don't think it's going to be light because like that's that's a clover thing that's an elf based thing what do you think that the the spade royal kingdom's hereditary magic is going to be that manifests in you know that's my no know, it's a family honest. thing it's a it's a family thing bro because you have the silvas and the vermilions and they're yep. like related mm -hmm. right so you have inside of the silva you have nozelle and then you have Aesir, and then you have Noel, and then like water, Mercury, whatever. It all comes down from a tree. I saw a diagram a while ago that like links everything. And then the Vermilions are like fire, you know, and that kind of like weaves in and like makes it make sense on the family tree in that way. So then like we don't know who you know's parents are, right? I think we know his dad technically or or something like we met we, we met like one of we saw like oh no 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 that wasn't even his dad that was just like his surrogate like father who like 
grabbed him like from a serpent that like ran away like yeah okay style. okay 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 so yeah so if we don't know who his parents are and he started the story with wind magic but then that magic is like reminiscent of the elf spirit that kind of has been residing in him this entire time who is like the child of licked a light magic user and tetia which is a do we know what affinity tetia has uh she was wind oh really yeah okay okay so. so then yeah so then there goes his original magic and then spade book comes out and gives him light magic so then his father his like biological father or mother was just a light user then right that's just like so confusing because licked is light so like i like totally was i like, don't know if it's gonna be light though like oh. I, I understand why you guys would think of it but like that's just my personal take. What do you think, OG? What do you think the spade thing is going to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think based on just looking at the pages we have, light is the reasonable prediction. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it could be anything. If we're keeping in, like, themes of, you know, being this, like, super OP character who's, like, blessed by magic, and he's just, like, the epitome of magic users. Right. I also think light would be pretty fitting. Because, I mean, if you think, Light's think of... Light's been shown uh, to be one of the strongest types of magic. Yeah. Exactly. Plus, it would be fitting with the wind magic because light and wind are both like pretty fast, pretty like top tier in terms of the elements. So it'd be very like in character. Yeah. Right. To be the one blessed with all of like the top tier stuff in the magic world, juxtaposed to Asta, who is just top tier with nothing, you know, because he has that anti magic area. And as long as he just like exists and trains and develops that to a high level, then he's going to be on par with even someone who has two grimoires in two of the stronger, you know, magic affinities. Like that all, that all feels great. From a, uh, uh, I yeah, from a rival perspective, an idea of what it could be. Um, I think because the Spade Kingdom is in the far north, it might actually be like a cold-based magic. And that the light that we're seeing is like an aurora borealis like effect, oh, like that's shit. the sign of thing. And so I felt like what would pair well with wind, and I was thinking like cold or ice or something like that. And that the dancing lights is like light refracting off crystallizing water. But then how does he heal? And oh wait, no, you can heal yourself with water magic, can't you? Oh no, no, no. Water is a defensive style of magic, not a healing magic. It's a little bit regenerative, I think. Is like it? Is it? I can't remember that. Flowing. Yeah. Because, like, um, uh, Noel's cousin, Mimosa, like, is comes from a water-based family, but her plants no, are... No, she's part like, of the uh, Vermilions, and she's... Oh, is she really yeah. from the Vermilions? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. What? 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 It's hard to keep track of. It is. It like, really especially, is. like, once we get into, like, real, like... You know family tree magical affinity uh, affinity conversations that's going to be where you know an extensive like you know understanding of of black clover is going to like really come in handy in those well most is also like an anomaly because she's technically a vermilion but they're like the cousins so right. they don't really fit in with all the fire lion people <laughs> yeah it, well there's me, they're, they're like from that branch the, of the vermilion family that is like the plant life like her and her brother um right Right, exactly. With the with the, mm. yeah, the sakura magic or the, the sakura magic. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then like on like the silva side you have like water into mercury and mm -hmm. then on the vermilion side you have plant into fire. So it's almost like 
kind of polar opposites almost working together on both sides. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, you know, cause so. like I don't know, because like when I saw the thing on ten and eleven, which is like I am you, and I was like, oh, that sounded cool, like a little wavery, little bit of magic. Yeah, because like I understand why you guys think about like the light and stuff, but like there's a lot of things, but like also magic glows, so I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to say. Uh, mm-hmm. I just want it to be something that isn't straight up from like licked. Or something like that, where it's a direct reference, because I just yeah. want it to be like this is. I want it to be part of like a new avenue, like a new um, expression of who he is. Sure, that's like not related to something that's already been pre-established. Because like we haven't really touched much on the Spade Kingdom. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, I feel like it's important for new development for new developments inside of Power in Black Clover to be linked back to like pre-existing things because I feel like a major complaint of Black Clover is that like power-ups come out of nowhere and new forms come out of nowhere and things seem like really hand wavy and sure inside of like the Black Clover community it probably doesn't feel that way because they really extensively research this stuff but on the surface like at least for me it's like I'm I'm someone who you know is like okay tie everything back to a pre-existing point because I like that continuity I'm not not saying that it's going you know it's a bad thing if it doesn't you know what I mean like this can totally be a new thing and then just like explain later or maybe it's explained enough right now but just like as a personal preference I don't I'm not the biggest fan of like here's something new every time anything crazy happens you know Mm -hmm. what I mean so So, yeah, for I think sure. it's gonna be yeah. snow because, like, combined with that, he'd have like a blizzard power, and that would make sense to me at least for like. Oh, that goes into wind and shit. Ruling class of the Spade Kingdom, which is set in the frozen north. So, like, sure. is the me, north like, frozen in Black Clover? Um, it's. I know it makes like, sense because, like, that northern wearing, stuff like, would be colder. Cloaks. Oh, sure, sure. And like they're having snowball fights all the time. Like it just mm-hmm. seems like a a wintry place. Oh well, then yeah. If we have that, then that's that's all we need. Yeah. If they're if they're having snowball fights, that's that's good. Yeah, that, that yeah. goes right along with what you're talking about for sure. I just didn't remember. Think, um, yeah. Yeah. Is this the first time you knows really showed off this little like necklace? Isn't that supposed to be? some sign of his like nobility or lineage no he's had that necklace that's been a focal point the entire series you know where, yeah like that's the necklace asta got back you know for him that made him respect asta mm. you know and look up to him in the way he does okay all right because i feel right, like cool. he just wears andrew's clothes but i think that is a sign of his lineage because when he was dropped off as a baby he had that he had that on yeah i was gonna ask that question okay mm-hmm. so it's nice to see that kind of like revealed from his bare chest it kind of fits the story absolutely well. yeah like he's no longer hiding that part of himself so I was like, yeah oh, sure yes nice little touch yeah. i think uh that's about it for black clover this week though yeah i think i'm good yeah that's all i got All right, with that, I think we can go ahead and move into chapter 329 of My Hero Academia. In the nick of time, a big-time maverick from the West. I love this cover. start out with this fire color cover of Star and Stripe. It's colored for you? Oh, no, it's not color, sorry. (laughs) I was like, wait a minute, you're looking at something I don't got. I used to saying color cover. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, dude, this is awesome. Just full render. I mean, not full, you know what I mean, but just like dedicated page stark white background just the drawing of the character fire mm-hmm. and you can tell there's big all might influence in you know her hairstyle and character design you know yes. it's just yeah you can tell she was she I was like definitely her, like, he was definitely her mentor yeah. what'd you say 
I like her Wonder Woman bracers. Yeah. Wonder Woman so just I'm... had an 80th birthday. Happy birthday. Really? Yeah. Happy birthday. Yeah, we move into this uh this all for one shit right away in the chapter. I was like almost not ready to see just like all for one shit. I was like, oh my god, oh shit, let me yeah. take a take a breath. Yeah. And he's just like doing more five head big brain shit, like yes. already knows that Star and Stripes on her way somehow, like maybe even planned it. And is like, look, this is a big time gamble, but if I can take her quirk, the rest of this war is going to be like legit child's play. And which was shocking to me, not only because like, again, just showing his high level of, you know, predictive ability, like planning ability, just mastery over tactical combat and long-term like warfare. Yeah. His long-term plan of life, but shows his, uh, you know, his, uh, propensity to take a couple chances here and there to try and like you know yeah support his long game he's like fuck it why not take the chance right but it, um i also like how he's he's putting some some responsibility on spinner here yeah i mean a planner like him knows how to delegate um right. i like how he kind of like manipulates spinner a little bit like even right. when he's like talking him that talking to him he's just like Hey man, you've uh, it's like you're a veritable nobody. As a heteromorph, you've led a difficult guy. You hear the rumblings. You know that people know you're right, and just like kind of thing. It's right. like, and he talks about like do justice in your name, and like he even talks like he's like you're the one who spins the tail. Yeah, kind of, it's not him. I thought that was a really cool line. Yeah, it was a great it's, line. It's, it's like yeah, a nod awesome. to like say like oh you're you're important by incorporating his own name it's like oh this is something you're doing but let's be honest it's um uh the paranormal liberation front exec and afo that are helping spin the story like spinner actually isn't in power but like the way he's talked to it makes him feel emboldened like he has right. responsibility and he's mm -hmm. like yeah i've got a good read on you like he's he drops like his crusade and uh, like justice and stuff. He's like, I know you're a, a fan of stain. So I'm going to use these words to like, kind of right. like encourage you to do these things. Right. Like, I, I just like have to just, say, uh, he interacts with. Yeah. Go ahead. OG. I was just going to say real quick, I feel so bad for spinner. Like, um, I don't know if anybody has seen the Harley Quinn cartoon, but they have that running bit where some of the characters will occasionally be like, yeah, I'm actually not a villain. Like, uh, <laughs> uh poison poison ivy goes yeah i'm actually not a villain i'm just trying to protect the environment and then later on uh mr freeze goes yeah i'm actually not a villain i'm actually trying to cure my wife's cancer right i feel like spinner should have a point in the story where he goes yeah i'm actually not a villain i'm actually just trying to fight racism yes yeah <laughs> it's it's, it's built up so hard. great inside of of my hero academia because it's like we know that this has been a very subtle underlying point in the narrative that characters that look you know that are heter that that are heteromorphs are automatically assumed to be dangerous. You know, like inherently violent. You know, and it, and it does have those those ties to you know racism in 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 the real world and whatnot. And I feel like going back to Mello's point about how all for one is kind of like taking advantage of that outlook and going like, you want to stop this? You're the voice of this. You're the heteromorph on our team, so you are the voice of these people because we're the ones that are making these moves. So like, you have all of this burden on your shoulders to kind of like fulfill my area or uh, fulfill my um you know 
outlook on this kind of situation in your area of what this is relevant to because it's like you are a heteromorph and there are heteromorphs that are discriminated against you're on my team we can gain we can garner the we can rally all of those people to our cause through you and yes this is manipulative but like also it's what spinner wants too because he wants that liberation he wants that acknowledgement he wants the world to see that these people are not inherently terrible so you kind of have to go along with that and you're already on that side anyway so it's like you're a villain at the end of the day no matter what because you're rolling with me even if that's not your you know um necessarily your like prerogative you know what mm -hmm. i mean yeah and it just i don't know my hero right now feels really really good and like i'm on the edge of my seat here like trying to figure out more of this information and we're in a really good part of the story right now where we're we're meeting a lot of these higher powers and these delegatory bodies within the world that are kind of sitting in these um influential positions that aren't heroes that are making these big decisions and shit like just a couple chapters ago where we got the heads of certain countries that are like yo should we or shouldn't we send our heroes out da 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 um and then, of course, the Americans that are like, yo, Star and Stripe is already, she already went, like, yeah. we can't stop the bitch. And then yeah. here in this chapter, when uh, All for One is, like, talking about how he's got friends all around the globe in the, in the basically in the underworld and shit, who he's going to call to action so that they start fucking shit up in other countries, and other countries are going to be more reluctant to send their top heroes out um, to help Japan here in this, in this crisis. Yeah. So, yeah, just... Uh, feels like a really good part of the story here we're in and, and i can't wait to to just see how things are going to unfold and i know i know kiko is fucking loving this shit if he's current in my hero oh. <laughs> yeah this has got it this is so he's speaking him right now yeah he's like i know that's what comment it's here vindication <laughs> uh, no i feel like i like that afo like does what most companies should with uh minorities is like hey you're a minority I'm going to let you handle this because you would know better than me. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I, I appreciate that. I, I, like, it, it, he, he, he's a pro delegator Yeah. in that way. So, like, it's a very smart move. I like how they're turning, um, like, the tragedy of Himiko Toga, you know, Spinner and the Heteromorph plight, and, like, using sympathy to garner things after completely eroding faith in the hero society. And, like... And they're like, you know what? These people are strong enough to survive in this wasteland of a new world. And I sympathize with them, so I'm willing to follow them. Like, it's a, it's a cultural, not cultural brainwashing, but it's a very good use of propaganda. Yeah. Very mm -hmm. well executed. Um, personally, I think that Spinner is going to have that heel turn at a one point because he idolizes Stain, where Stain is neither hero nor villain. Right. He, or is both in equal measure. He's like, I understand that I am villainous. I understand that I have done wrong. Right. But I am doing it for heroic reasons. I'm doing the right yeah. thing the wrong way. Yes. And I think that that's a part of Spinner's arc. Because even like, he's like, I, protect, I, was like, I believe in Tomura Shigaraki, but I don't believe in AFO. Like, yeah. he's, he's gone on record saying that. And like, yeah. there was a moment. Um, Unlock Young Toy and the others. You've devoted yourself to guarding me. Uh, it is nearly time for you to take your action as well. But, like, he wasn't guarding AFO. He was guarding Tamura. So, like, it's like, 
AFO is getting a little ahead of himself a touch, Yeah, I think. Because he yeah. views that he and Tomura are one person in the end. Right, 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 right. Which is kind of reinforced by the ending of the uh, chapter. Uh, the language there, like, hold them sacred, we shall endow them with divinity, with, uh, like, Spinner and, like, the other League of Villains, like, using, like, their cult mentality a little bit to, like, elevate these people to be larger than life to attract more people and then having that crazy double spread on 12 and 3 with like Shigaraki having the stigmata from yeah. his old wounds I was just like ah the like the subtle language and layers to this is just so good yeah. for me. I Th love that's it. the um that's the thing what is that can someone remind me of um what that hole represents like that's his air cannon or something or not air cannon but like it's something. It does something. I thought he took that wound after he had, like, been quickly regenerated and, like, upgraded. And that he took that oh. to, like, block an attack. Um, Can't remember. I when, feel like, like I feel like it's a power. I feel like it's I feel like it's one of his powers though that he has. Oh, you think it's a power? Yeah, oh, I'm, 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 I, I could. It was definitely it was. shown during the war. Like he had the hole in his hand during. He the had war. the hole in his hand during the war, and mm -hmm. I want to say it has something to do with like some kind of movement related ability, or maybe. Hmm. And, and I know that the tendrils that come out that like stab people. I don't think that's like really related to the hand directly or the palm directly. I think those can just come out from like anywhere. Maybe, but I swear this is like a quirk that he has, or like an, a a power that he has in his hands. But that could just I be me misremembering it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But how like crazy is it that before Star and Stripe even gets to where she's trying to go, Shigaraki intercepts her? Like that's such a gangster point in the story to just page turn into like Shigaraki is already here. It's like we haven't seen this guy for so long. And like we're supposed to feel like reinvigorated and like kind of like on the up and up now that Star and Stripe is getting here, and then you just meet her with Shigaraki right away. It's like what's gonna happen? Like does she go down right here, you know, for stakes, or does she whoop Shigaraki right here the first time that we've seen him in who knows how long when he's supposed to be more capable than he was before when it took everybody to fight him? You know what I mean? So it's like, mm -hmm. it's like I have no how like tough is Star and Stripe. That's that, like that's a good question, and obviously the next chapter is kind of going to show us. But I feel like it can only go like one of a couple. Like, well, in any kind of situation like this, it can go one of three ways: she wins, Shigaraki wins, or it's interrupted in some kind of way. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. So, does she just focus down the Nomu and cause him to fall into the ocean? He's just like, well, I'm swimming back. Like, <laughs> I feel like he has a way to fly though, almost like on his own if I he needs so. to. Yeah. Because, like, there was a lot of aerial combat inside of um, inside of the Paranormal Liberation Front War yeah. regarding Shigaraki. So I feel like he has a way to float at the very least if it's not just outright flight. Because otherwise, why would he be riding on the back of a Nomu, I guess? Mm -hmm. I feel but, like, like as much as I would hate to see her get beaten right away, I'm leaning more towards the she does get beaten or her quirk at least taken. Because it would really deflate a lot of the stakes if she were to beat Shigaraki right here, you know? Well as far as the stakes go i feel like i feel like i agree well i feel like it's just like an expectations thing right because it's like shigaraki did all of that in the paranormal liberation front war at like what like 40 percent or whatever the fuck he was at and then he mm -hmm. goes and has all of this time to recuperate and regenerate and come back to you know a proper point in his in his development post um experimentation or post 
you know, mm-hmm. whatever the fuck that was that the doctor was upgrade. doing to him post upgrade. There we go. That's the word I want. So like, I feel like it makes sense to have him win here. But like, I think he can win without stealing the quirk. I think he can just beat her ass and then get to the point where he's about to steal the quirk and then it's interrupted and she gets taken away and she's like, holy shit, that dude is strong as fuck. You know what I mean? I feel like she has to get whooped here for stakes. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like going into like what Eagle was saying, you know, like I feel like I can totally see Kohei going like, okay, here's Star and Stripe, number one American hero, looks like All Might. We're supposed to be really gassed up about this. Like, holy shit, we're in a really good spot. And then boom, as soon as like like OG was talking about a little bit earlier, as soon as everything feels really good, that's when you introduce, you know, like new like conflict or new, you know, problems or whatever. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think that Shigaraki can win here without stealing the quirk and then bring us to a point where it's like, okay, Star and Stripe, we had everything banking on you and you kind of just got whooped up a little bit your first appearance. What's going on with that? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that brings the uncertainty back up. That brings the worry back up. And naturally the stakes, you know, are, are you know, kind of synonymous with all of that stuff. So I think that that works. I definitely don't think she gets her quirk taken in this exchange no. though. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah, That's not not right away. That is too soon. But I think it does make the most sense to have her be beaten to a certain degree in this um in this upcoming exchange because otherwise why reintroduce shigaraki after so long just to have him get beaten outright after all of that he just did in the paranormal liberation yeah. front war yeah. at less capacity you know what i mean like yeah. maybe he'll suffer some sort of damage that oh yeah like, she's got to regenerate yeah she's got to like do some significant shit to him otherwise why hype up star and stripe to this degree oh yeah but like, yeah, I think it, I think it comes to pretty high diff. Star and Stripe lose, doesn't get her quirk taken, somehow finds a way to retreat and get out of the fight. Endeavor, Endeavor that. and Hawks. Endeavor and Hawks, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and Beth I Genius. wonder if she gets stuck in a vulnerable position because she's gonna try to protect the fu- pilots. Oh sure, and I, I was think thinking that she had. No, that makes all the sense in the world. I was also thinking that there were all other pro heroes from America inside. Maybe from her jets. agency. Yeah, maybe from her agency. I think that there's other pro heroes with her. Like obviously all of these people in these in these jets have quirks, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, actual quirk using like heroes. Combat. You know what I mean? Like Oops. combat. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So like they these could just be fighter pilots and then like some of them are like other heroes that just don't have it in them to stand on top of jets as they travel you know through the sky so maybe they have to fight outside of the jets because shigaraki does a bunch of damage to them so i think that there's more than just star and stripe as far as like combat quirks involved yeah. and we just haven't seen them yet i mean but... we can't count out the nomu like yeah that's true that's, too that's one of those elite premium nomus right 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 yep those kill kill a kill a uh, kilowog deluxe oh kilowog like uh <laughs> like green lantern <laughs> yeah a little bit oh he's shit got, he's got the funky little forehead there the yeah. high end nomos yeah 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 for sure for sure uh, looks like a bunch yeah. of baby hands and i was thinking about it too like when eagle said like endeavoring hawks pulls up and i was like yeah best genus too but it's like how does best genus get all the way up here <laughs> I don't know if he yeah. can. Yeah. yeah, I don't think he can. But it makes. But like, it was like attached to Hawks or one of the feathers, and it just lifts him like Mary Poppins. <laughs> oh shit! It could be something like that. Yeah, Hawks can definitely bring him up. I would one hundred percent expect that only from Janus because he is such a like character. Yeah, and and it, like he would be super effective that... here. Like, look at how much fabric Shigaraki is wearing right now. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, this ain't bare chested, only pants oh, wearing. You know. Out. 
Yeah, like this is your like, fashion style was your undoing. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of what Shigaraki is wearing, I just noticed. Can we talk about how he's got his like super Somebody... menacing outfit and then he's just wearing Vans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody pointed yeah. out in my reaction that he is wearing the same outfit as the cover color or color cover from uh chapter 306. Oh yeah, I remember someone did say that. Hold on. Yep. Someone did say that in your right reaction, here. actually. 306, you said? Yeah. Okay. He Oh. It's a little bit more tattered in the... Uh... Wait a minute. No, because he has no sleeves. He has no sleeves I mean, in the color. But cover. He, has the hand he has the hand guard uh, on, and like maybe the tattering comes from after getting screwed up by stars and stripes i like that but like at the same time he's also not even wearing the same shoes like he's got chuck taylor's on in the in the in the 306 color cover or in the in the double color spread true and then and then here he's fans. like yeah he's got some yeah some chuckas or something on yeah like this is hmm. this uh, is not the same outfit choice is kind of weird he does have the, like similar slacks though like these are these do yeah. look like mm -hmm. the same kind of like high water slacks just tattered and he obviously has like the tattered cowl or whatever you know what i mean yeah. kate cowl combo cowl. Yeah, yeah for sure so it, it is similar but i really don't think this is the same shit unless it's like Melo said and this is on 306 this is after he fights star and stripe and she blows off his arm you know sleeves and tatters his shit all the way up but then you have the shoes so it's like hmm Maybe. i don't know yeah um, <laughs> i really dig uh i mean the language like kind of throws me off because he's like are you the villain they call all for one? Good question. He says, what exactly am I? And I felt like who exactly am I would have been way more ominous. Sure. Because, like, I don't know. It just it doesn't fit. It doesn't uh, ring well, what am I makes sense here? in regard to, like, am I, even, am I even a who at this point? You know what I mean? He's essentially like a frankenstein monster almost of a of a character you know what i mean so like what mm -hmm. am i kind of goes into like the monster demon kind of like aspect to shigaraki and all for one's like relationship but then yeah. on top of that it's like what exactly am i am i she am i nah because when you yeah you're right because when you say who exactly am i it's like you have that um dynamic between him and all for one who's actually in control who's in the driver's seat am i me or am i all for one you know yeah acting as me or whatever you know what i mean like yeah. there's like that or whatever but what exactly am I, am like, I... it's like mass effect harbinger assuming direct control yeah that, yeah yeah but i mean what I, exactly yeah. am i i feel like is all encompassing for like everything shigaraki has kind of been going through it's like i don't know yeah. who i am but i also don't know what i am either so yeah yeah i mean i don't know for me like what am i raised more questions yeah instead of like reinforcing the themes that were already present sure with the who, um yeah which i thought was interesting and like uh maybe we want more questions maybe that just yeah, ties I into mean, the esoteric nature of the shigaraki and and all for one dynamic yeah and it's like hey man i've been rebuilt and regenerated so many times i'm not even sure what i am yeah it's type like shit easiest thing where it's just like i don't know am Ship I Theseus. yeah 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 that's fire oh, man. yeah i think um i don't know does anybody else have anything for my hero i'm like i don't remember the last time i was more excited for the next my hero chapter honestly Me i feel either. like this is such a massive 
exchange that we're about to see between Star and Stripe and Shigaraki. We already yeah. talked about the ways that it could go. I'm like super hardcore leaning towards like you don't reintroduce Shigaraki just for him to get whooped. You don't introduce Star and Stripe to this degree just to have her quirk get stolen. So, I'd like a stalemate. Yeah, I, like, and, and if not a stalemate, Shigaraki wins but just doesn't get the quirk and then everyone has to retreat and go talk to and each other in Japan. They've yeah. got some time to fight here because they're 50 kilometers off of the landing point. You right. know, so like Endeavor's got to fly quite quite a ways here. Right. <laughs> Fire guy directly over the ocean. Great combo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. Oh, no. And it takes a lot for Endeavor to fly. Yeah. Like that is it's not a flight court. Like, like you have to do a lot to get above the ground even you know what i mean like let alone that high up and that far away like you and have to account for velocity too yeah exactly like you have to not just account for what it takes to get you there but like what it takes to get you there then the fight and then going back to like not above water is all a going to take pull. Yeah. yeah like Ooh. all of that shit like endeavor is so gonna be super hot yeah like that's super high stakes for endeavor to even be fighting in this area i want to say oh man that's insane i i'm salivating over what stars and stripes like potential quirk is hey 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 hold on hold on wait someone said some drastic shit i said i think it was yato in your reaction he was like in my reaction yeah yeah what did he say he was like yeah no no no. he said he said what if star and stripe fights has like a very similar fighting style to all might but instead of like you know, smashes that are named after American cities. It's Tokyo Smash and like you know, fucking Kyoto Smash, Kyoto Smash and like all these other Japanese Hokkaido locations Hokkaido. Cool. like that. Yeah, like yeah, dude, that'd be so that'd be sick. tight. And especially because All Might's her mentor, you know. Yeah, I think that that would be the coolest. He comes thing over like ever. Oh, New Hampshire, New Hampshire smash, bow, bow. And then she's yeah. like, oh, oh, those, that's kind of tight. What are your cities called? Yeah. Uh, those are all a bunch of like Star Wars references. Oh. Because of like the cities that have Star Wars, like Kamina Ward and stuff. Yeah, so like, like, what if it's just a bunch of Star Wars references? Just, like, and he's like, have oh, a lot well, of Star maybe Wars I'll have locations. to deal with uh, battles with Disney later. You got Dagobah Beach. You got Tatooine Station. You got yeah. all of these things like our actual locations in My Hero Academia. I think it would yeah, slap I a little bit harder if she attacked with Japanese, like if she had oh, like a, a similar smash yeah. fighting style, but with Japanese cities instead of American cities. I think that, that would go to the hardest, but that would be dope. holy shit. Okay, I think I'm done with My Hero, though. Me too. All right, but anybody else got anything? I would just like to know why Janus felt the need to be like, I need to ask her about the denim. Like, like I know that's a <laughs> yeah. stick. But I just feel like it, uh, it was just so like, dude, really? Now? Like, right now? <laughs> dude, I like Genus that golden is. age yeah. kind of thing. That what is gold it? rush mentioned for like comics. Cause, like, yeah, right. Comics, Silver Age comics. Yeah. I like that much. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell uh, yeah, man. Well, I think that about does it. Well, with that, I think we can go ahead and move right into the Peace Daily Zistance. Chapter <laughs> 1028. Of One Piece, hey. motherfucking, what's the title again? Brachio <laughs> and we got this fire ass color cover. The best one, Super Smash Bros. on him. I feel like it's definitely somebody pointed out in my reaction that it seemed like a Super Smash Bros. reference. It is. I think right, away. Uh, right away, right away. 
Uh, Solid Sanji, Snake. The, no, Sanji, his whole thing, his gun is like the me gun for like the oh. Smash Bro Mii's. It's the same kind of gun. and Or it looks like the squid gun, like the inkling kind of like. Oh, gun. shit. Too, but they have oh, very yeah. similar like art. Um, yeah. I thought he was like a little me. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's cool. Solid got, snake, that's got, crazy. But this is definitely Super Smash Brothers because Robin's Morrigan. Yeah. Who's Robin? The Morrigan. No, really. That's Morrigan is from like Darkstalkers. Robin yes. almost just looks like her form that she just had. Which yeah, is coincidence? It's a coincidence, or or maybe it was planned. I don't um, know, but like, of, it's a, I mean, it's definitely a lot of video game references. Like Tony Tony Chopper looks like um, the kind of like um, oh Dragon Quest monster rancher type oh. creatures. Yeah. Like, Wait a minute. The Morrigan guys, isn't in Smash Brothers. The Morrigan no, is in Mar- the, the Morrigan is in Marvel versus Capcom though. So we got, we got Frankie as Donkey Kong. We got Zoro yes. as Link. Yes. Uh, Jimbe is Mario. Jim not, oh, is Jimbe Mario? Oh, yeah. Or Luigi, whatever. You know what he I mean? He looks like, like one of the Mario brothers. Yeah. He's got a big old J on his like, hat and coveralls. Yeah. And, and we got um, Luffy. Who's Luffy? Ryu. Is uh, Ryu. Yeah, Ryu. No, that's Ken. That's Ken. Ken. Ken is, is in Smash Bros. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because Ken Ken's got the red gi. Yeah. He's got the red with the black belt. Yeah. Brooke is Meta Knight, maybe? Uh, I thought he reminded me of uh, one of the bad guys from the NES games, where he's just like, ah, la, la, la. like if you use the little oh, none of them are in the a dude. Oh, I thought that was him. Wait. If you guys know in the comments, let us know. Like, I really am curious about that. I think he looks like a uh, Walpole, like how he New World version. Oh, oh shit! Walpole. No, 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 no. Like, not Walpole. Fucking uh, uh, Davy back fight. Count Chocula looking dude with the Noro Noro yeah. beam. He doesn't What's... look like uh, Foxy. Foxy, doesn't he? Doesn't Foxy he have like Wapple? Yeah. I think he looks a lot more like Wapple. Oh, oh, because yeah. the hair, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, plus okay. Wapple has like the, in black the suit, suit and the crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, okay. I just okay. think it's weird because like he's like the one character out of everybody else that is like immediately an iconic video game character. Right, right, I mean, right. It yeah. might be iconic in Japan though. So that's wait, who, that's true, who's, yeah. who's Chopper then? Uh, he's the little, uh, he's like a Dragon Quest creature, because there was a game oh, where you, like, yeah. collected monsters within the Dragon Quest world. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I played a lot of that as a Game Boy game. Um, I love the game references. Um, this is amazing. And, uh, I'll be honest, when I saw the red hair, I thought that was Yamato. Oh, for, for Robin? yeah. I thought it was Yamato, and I was like, oh, excellent confirmation that Yamato is going to be joining the team. Um, but I think it makes more sense that it's Robin, given that she isn't anywhere else on the color. But like color. my initial yeah. take, I was like, oh, yes, fantastic. Yeah, no, <laughs> this is definitely the Morgan, bro. I even just like looked up the Morgan Capcom. Yeah, Morgan like, was my to, first thought. Yeah, I just thought Street Fighter across Capcom. Well, I felt so stupid because I was like, it's the Morgan. But I was like, wait a minute, this is Super Smash Brothers and the Morgan is like not in that game. But wait a minute, yeah. like she's totally in Marvel versus Capcom. So like it doesn't have to just specifically be like mm-hmm. super smash brothers even though that's like the main theme obviously but like i think i think oda was just like i gave robin this form that looks like the morrigan so yeah. put the morrigan in the video the fighting video game color spread you know what yeah. i mean i really hope our viewers like if they recognize some of the stuff like fill us in because like i'm, I'm dying to know actually yeah, for sure 
like definitely let us know like what you think brooke is and also like just for me even though it makes sense that it's a dragon quest character if there's any other ideas for chopper throw those down there too yeah yeah let me know if i'm right, wrong about sanji because i'm like not 100 percent. wait where is sanji oh sanji's i think he's solid snake to be oh, oh, oh that's right that's right down like that you know yeah aiming his gun like boom boom i feel like it would be more obvious if he was snake though like yeah like little head they would have gave him they would have gave him an eye patch because that's like easy for sanji yeah. You know what I mean? Like they would have. I feel like Oda would have done a little bit more to. Well, make yeah, but it aesthetically, obvious. does it make sense for Sanji to have an eye patch? Like, well, I mean, his one, one eye of his eyes is already covered. covered. That's what, you know what I'm saying? saying. So like, why not? If you wanted to make him, so, if you just wanted to make him big boss, why not just give him the fucking eye patch? Then if you wanted that, because then you'd player. have to change his hairstyle. Just sure, put it over the hair. Sure, sure. <laughs> My first thought was Samus, but I think that's kind of a stretch. Oh shit! I forgot about Samus. And who is all right anyway anyway hit us in the comments for sanji for sure oh my god we're okay. only four brains all right. we need well, the help of like um, i love how brains. we start the chapter <laughs> off with like cp zero shit them yeah. saying like look regardless of what happens in this battle we're pouncing on the motherfucking victor and we're claiming this country you know mm -hmm. for our own yeah um so fuck yeah. these motherfuckers right dude uh the and whole then Lucci obviously like, like bring back robin first and foremost you know what i'm saying yes getting Lucci getting a luchi panel is just crazy like yes. it makes so much sense you know what i mean like like it, as soon as cp0 is introduced in this arc you're like i wonder if we're gonna see rob everybody's like i wonder if we're gonna see rob luchi then you know what i mean and now here he is and it's oh. hype as shit you know what i yep. mean and Oda's really good at letting concepts cook before payoffs you know what i mean oh so God, waiting yeah. this long you know before the reveal of luchi at a super climactic point and maybe not climactic but just like really high octane point in the in the combat in the war is just like so cool right now to see luchi yes yeah i but. really dig uh just how kind of shitty the world government is it's like yeah we're just gonna like we're gonna annex this stuff we're gonna you know ukraine this thing we're just gonna roll <laughs> in take over let's go like i can totally see a yeah. panel where they show up and they're like congratulations you are it formally invited into the world government and everyone wanted was like the what yeah like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the what? Stop, stop resisting we are coming to your rescue oh shit you know like that yeah. little star wars guy yeah like, brutal so don't they say in this chapter that like world government ships are pulling up to this yeah right? straight up yeah. page four page four yeah they're like all right ships are on the way so like whenever this situation is done you know we're gonna do the um who's who's whose strategy is this this is a war strategy from history like like it links it links back to somebody that goes the enemy like i have i have or maybe not enemy but like okay you have this force over here this force over here we don't really like anybody that's fighting each other right now so let them wear each other down yeah it's a classic thing maybe it's sun tzu art of war you know what i mean like i think is is yeah, something like that. But it happened but, all the time in the War of the Roses, like yeah. with all those like uh, smaller countries are fighting each other. Just like okay, we're gonna play the balance. Um, one thing that I think is gonna happen. This is a prediction. I believe that with uh, Onigashima being moved, I believe that Yamato and Momo are gonna move the Skull Island off shore of Wano and drop it on the incoming uh like 
fleet and the giant explosion is going to cause this massive wave and have that kind of classic Mongol army invading um, Japan and have that parallel of like the storm, this giant explosion wave taking out this fleet and preserving the integrity of Japan. Wait, so you want him to drop Onigashima on the invading world government ships? That would be insane. I feel like it's going to be offshore, like not directly at him, but yeah. like they're going to push it offshore. It's going to shoot it, and then it's going to cause this big wave, which will knock out the fleet. Wow. To kind of parallel a key moment in Japanese history, especially since Wano is Super Japan. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a thing, and that'll help preserve uh, Wano's independence and yeah. like can re reestablish that parallel of Yamato being like the Okami White Wolf defender of Japan. That's awesome. The the idea that I had with this information of like navy ships coming in to kind of like reap the spoils of the you know uh, Yonko versus Supernova conflict on Wano. I thought that like just. The information that they're coming also just kind of signifies the coming of other, you know, supernovas that aren't here. You know what I mean? Like, and just also other non-world government factions pulling up if they're pulling up. Because it's like, if the world government is pulling up, why wouldn't, like, the revolution also pull up to some degree? And why wouldn't, like, the rest of, you know, the supernovas, like, Jewelry Bonnie, Urog... Um, I know Beige is, like, busy, like, doing, like, whatever, but, like, not all the supernovas are here, you know what I'm saying? So it's, like, it's, like, I, I can see pretty much anybody else that's relevant and also tied to, you know, characters that are already here. If the Navy's gonna pull up, then they could, too. You know what I mean? So I know that they're trying to introduce more stakes by saying, like, you guys are gonna fight each other and then we're going to come in and clean up. Well, it can't be that easy because you guys are literally dead to rights if that happens. So mm -hmm. there has to be another element that comes in and kind of evens that playing field It's you know, as well. So I think a lot of people are pulling up here. And this is something that we've been talking about since long before this information came. It's like, if they're really trying to, like, hype this up to, like, you know, Marine Ford levels, then... We need other outside forces to kind of like meet up here and it makes sense for a lot of Offset. people to pull up you know what i mean so why wouldn't the navy eventually pull up i think was one of the first things that we said long ago way before the raid you know what i mean so if that's the case then literally anyone can pull up is what i'm saying oh so. dude what if dragon shows up and has uh -oh. that like affirmation moment of like i'm proud of you son that kind of thing like hey, Luffy's uh, really interested in that. I, That'd be tight. But if Luffy meets Dragon here for the first time, that's going to be insane. Yeah. That's going to be, like, actually insane. You know what I mean? It would really cement Shanks could even pull up thing. here. Oh, right? that'd be so you good. You know, because it's like, I don't know. Shanks was at the Reverie, like, pulling up to talk directly to the Gorosei. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm. there is a little bit of a of a of a foreshadowing there for even Shanks to be here. You know yeah, I mean? a few so, chapters ago, uh, Mihawk went to visit Shanks, and he was in a bad mood until he was like, hey, you know, your young gun protege, like, look at his bounty now. And he was like, and his, the, the weather No, changed. that was so long ago. Was it a long time that ago? That was so long. That was after, I'm like... running on Vegas time. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> We no no no, but we did talk about that moment recently on the show, mm, like literally episodes ago. But the moment you're talking about right now is like right after Jaya. <laughs> like I think I think even before they go to Skypea, I think that he whoops Bellamy because they were making a big deal about his bounty in Jaya because like 
they clowned him at the bar and then like bellamy's subordinate was like pissing into the ocean and then a fucking wanted poster like flew in front of him and he was like 100 million he's like counting the zeros he's like this can't be right i think i'm drunk and then ran to Be- <laughs> and then ran to bellamy and was like yo you see this shit yeah yeah, yeah. so like like yeah mm-hmm. but that was so long ago oh my god fair 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 yeah yeah, yeah. But holy shit, man, Shanks could be here. Like, that'd be so crazy. Like, if they really wanted to bring this up to Marine Ford levels, I feel like not just the Navy has to show up here. You know what I mean? So, because that's just going to be too easy for them. Like, they'll literally just come in and sweep the whole shit. They send one, two admirals and, like, all of their little people, you know what I mean? Like, come up with them, you know, like, vice admirals and shit. It's like everyone's going to be exhausted, thoroughly exhausted by the end of this conflict you need to bring another outside faction in to balance out the arrival of the Navy. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. But yeah, okay. Going into the conflict here. So we have, we're going into the chapter. So we have um, Momonosuke that's like, all right, I'm tasked with like dealing with these flames. I got to figure out like my own little Shonen main character, like surpass your limits shit to get these flames out of here. And then Yamato is like, all right, you handle that. I'll go in here and try to get rid of these bombs because we don't need this shit dropping and blowing everything up. If you fail Momonosuke, at least the bombs are gone and the the damage will be significantly reduced. You know what I mean? So, like, that was really cool that they kind of split up in that way. Mm-hmm. And then it's just Sanji time, dog. Sanji oh! time, baby. Hey, oh. Hell this yeah. is definitely Eagle's bag for sure. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, how do you feel man that's why i was so excited for your reaction bro and i was telling you all week i was like stay off of twitter get off of facebook get off the internet you know what i'm saying you can't have this one spoiled (laughs) i had to do a solidarity thing i was like i'm gonna wait an hour before the show to read the one piece Mm -hmm. thing raw how i feel oh yeah it feels good man like it just feels validating you know what I'm saying? Yes. People sleeping on my guy for so long saying like, yeah, he's going to get left in the dirt. He ain't even part of the monster trio no more. Da, 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 da. And as soon as I seen this shit, I'm like, oh, here comes the meatheads. <laughs> thought, oh, Sanji's so monster fucking durable. <laughs> smoke. No, but <laughs> like Noxie said in my reaction, like yeah, he just took a fucking Yonko commander attack straight the fuck up and like Queen put his back into this shit. He didn't armament hockey up or anything like Nothing. that, but he still put his back into this shit. Yeah, well, like, Sanji ate that shit. Like, this is literally just... Queen Sanji. didn't arm him in hockey up is what I was saying. Oh, oh, sure, sure, Neither yeah. of them did, but... Yeah, but this is know. literally just Sanji standing there. He's standing yeah. there trying to get used to, like, what's happening with his body, and Queen comes up behind him and sneaks him with, like, a full power. He stepped into that shit. He's rear all the way back. Both hands on the sword. Full power, follow through, and it just breaks on contact. That's disgusting. Yeah. Oh, dude, no. His line at the end of the chapter is like, "This sucks. I don't want to be a monster like them." He's literally putting the monster in monster trio. Yeah. Hey, like, yo. I love it. it, but like, for real, this Brachio shenanigans. Brachio <laughs> snakiest was fucking Wild. crazy. Like, what? So his actual like body is like a prosthetic mechanical body, and this is and this is his real body that he's shooting he's at him. Yeah. In one piece of Brachiosaurus is a snake for real. Yeah. I guess, <laughs> or it's like I don't some even kind question of. It. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's just Oda logic. It's just oh, it's science, yeah. sort of. Yeah, it's, it's kind mean, of a well. Oda does have his own little. Cyborgs. He has his own little pseudoscience that he you know employs when he doesn't want to be held to you know an actually scientific degree. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like lineage factor, for example. Instead of right. D, instead of DNA, 
you know what I mean? He calls it lineage factors. So like everybody doesn't come in saying like, well, according to the double helix, uh, I don't know right. why. You know what I mean? Like you, you have to have your own little kind of version I've of that if you're going to be using shit like that. I think I care about science that much. Right, right, right. But this is, this is, um, this fight is wild, bro. And this I would is, just, yeah, go ahead, OG. No, I was just going to say, uh, it just occurred to me, this was actually a lot like the, Zoro and Kaku fight and was, Kaku's like oh man I'm yes. gonna show you my ultimate move and yes. it's like the spaghetti machine yeah I was <laughs> totally just going to bring up how reminiscent this was of Kaku and it makes so much sense because of the CP0's kind of like mm -hmm. influence yep. you know in this arc you know what I mean we already saw Rob Lucci it's totally inside of the realm of possibility that Oda's like hey you guys remember Kaku versus Zoro Kaku was kind of doing this stuff in his draft form a little bit like this is like, mm -hmm. and even if it wasn't intentional, it's like, that's just like, Oda as fuck to do something like this, you know, like, so even I if mean, he didn't remember it, which I'm sure he did. It, yeah. It's cool. I love that stuff. Like, the turning into, like, the, the snake bazooka was <laughs> amazing. Like, just launching himself. He's like, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> he got his ass hemmed up, and then he was like, had those comedic moments where he's like, yeah, my real boss, he is, you know, my torso is brachial launchers and shit. And he's like, ah! They shoot him as he says it, and he's like, hey, he's fucking like, idiots. You're only supposed to do it when I say brachial launchers like an attack. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit's hilarious. Oh, man. It was so cool. But, like, Sanji just getting crumpled up and walking around. Sanji got crumpled up like an accordion. Looks like a zombie. Dude, he... It was it was disgusting. I was like, oh, he's squish-squished. Like, <laughs> Did you turn into a zombie? Sanji, you look freaky. <laughs> Dude, it was scary. It was just like... It, it's very Uncanny Valley where I was just like, ooh. It's looking like fucking Michael Jackson in the Thriller video is what For I real. think I Dude, said earlier real. in here. Dude, his leg it looks like Midoriya's the like first five <laughs> chapters. Like it's like, mm. bro, you good? Yeah. And then he's just like, <laughs> oh shit, I'm good. Dude, and I hate the internet because I like on page fifteen, the middle panel of like Queen's like leftover prosthetic body. It's got this like gaping hole in the middle of it, and I oh, saw I saw I on it. Twitter it was like, all right, now hear me out, y'all, <laughs> and it's like, no. No, get the fuck out of here i'm not hearing shit i hate that so much especially considering how oda goes to the effort of making queen's neck so veiny <laughs> like look at the panels it's yeah. Like, yeah when he's like all coiled up yeah especially like, oh, on 14 on, it's like come on man yeah. what are you doing? Oh, man. and he has a move called bridal grabber too oh, so like, oh. exactly. that's cool you, you nasty queen. <laughs> oh, I love it. So what do you got? Okay, so if this is Sanji having his altered, you know, physiology kind of like come to full potential activate during it. this fight, activate, you know what I mean? Like, what does this mean? Because it's like, man, he still has the raid suit. This is so massive for like, this is like one of the biggest boosts i think we've ever seen in real time this is a massive in, power in one piece yeah. yeah like this is like some never before seen shit i want to say you know what i mean like this is wild right now like what does this mean for the power of sanji it doesn't seem like any of his like offensive capabilities have been increased obviously i we think don't they know because i think yeah. after this like hard 
increase like we've seen this like this moment was the increase so it's essentially like yeah you know like, so i think after this we'll see his offensive capabilities how they may have been affected right you know? right oh, i definitely think they're gonna like spike up because like his body is like adjusting recalibrating and once he's finished with that recalibration his body's gonna output so much damage because oh. if it can withstand that damage that means he like midoriya he can just put out an extreme force without actually harming himself right right this is going to be massive he's like yeah. oh yeah no you're a guy whose body could be like i like people with that are masters of the color of armament hockey got crushed to death by me right and if you can physically withstand that what kind of damage can you put out i wonder how this is going to affect shit like diablo jambe bro like is his is his like fire output going up like there's so many questions yo yeah, yeah watch his bolt legs on fire next time like, wow so oh okay there's a question does he ever he only ever like has like one leg on fire at a time for Diablo Jimbo, right? But no, like there's times where he goes like full Super Saiyan, like completely covered in fire, or is that just like a gag thing? That's just like him, like yeah. Know? But when he goes into combat, like he only ever has like, like one, one leg, leg lit up. Seen Diablo oh shit! No, he because has, he has he has Spectre, and where he like shoots from both legs, fire from both legs, t t t t t t t, and he like shoots you down. He like rains fire down on you. Dude. With both legs, oh, he may be right about that. Yeah, yeah he has that fire I think shooting. He's gonna do like a little bit of like an endeavor thing where he's just like, Phew. hey, yo, no, we've we've definitely seen his hair turn into fire before, yeah. like just in certain moments. But no, nah. those types of moments are just comedic, right? Of... Right. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. But in combat, though, yeah, I don't think we have besides uh, Polefrir spectre i think that's i think that's what it is yeah he literally jumps up and just shoots down fireballs from both legs okay so we have seen that at least oh man i want to see like like flames licking like coming out of like the palms of his hands hey yo hey yo like ignite into like this curly fire like oh shit I want to see that. I want to see that with like both legs, like complete. Like he's he's got hot pants, like literal hot pants. I just. think I think both legs on fire, like in just regular kicking combat, would be like so like would be so sick. I don't know how I feel about like palm fire blasts from Sanji though. True, true. I don't know how I feel about hand based fire attacks coming from Sanji, but definitely if we've never seen a double leg diablo jambe i think now is going to be a really cool time for that yeah but i just don't know what to expect drop from this kick, bro. diablo drop kick oh yeah that's right so have we ever seen a uh a, a flaming concasse isn't that what he hit luffy with in whole cake island actually maybe maybe he was in diablo jamba so. when he, he definitely hit luffy with a concasse like in that scene in in whole cake island when they fought but i don't remember if it was on fire or not I but think like it was. yeah he definitely did like the jump up infinite front flip into the downward hammer <laughs> heel yeah like he like man if we haven't seen that in a De in a diablo jamba then i'm ready for that because i feel like that would make a lot of sense inside of like um i think yeah even the Spectre, I'm, I kind of just looked up a video of it. Yeah. It looks like it only shows in the anime at least one of his legs being lit up, even with the Spectre attack. Oh, shit. So it's just one leg. Do, 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 do. <laughs> That's hilarious. 
I can't wait for him to get like burning greaves on his legs, like knee down, oh. just both legs completely burning. No, nah, because we've seen that. We saw that in a uh, whole cake Island when he saved judge and the, and the rest of the, mm. and the rest of his brothers, he was standing on the table while they were covered in candy wax. And he was like, just standing there, both legs on fire. I want to say, hold on one second. I'm about to look that up actually. That's fair. My memory is. Yep. Porous. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, hold on. Yep. Yeah, we see both yeah, legs. Yeah, both on legs fire. are on fire when he saves Judge. Yeah. Nice. Ah. So precedents have been made. I, I still want to see it. But still, like, in combat is different. You know what I mean? Like, he's just standing there in these panels. Like, have we ever seen him fight in Diablo Jamba with both legs? Let me know in the comments. If you remember. My memory ain't what it used to be. In my yeah. Old age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No Stop worries, bro. Man out. But yeah. What a chapter. Think, uh, yeah. What a chapter. Oh, Sanji stands eating. I love it. Yes. Um, I, I don't have any more input, but like, I'm just so excited for the next chapter. I want to say we're going to switch perspectives because Oda's like really good at that. And there's like other things going on in this fight. And like, Zoro's still fighting King. I don't know if he's going to. If he does start the next chapter right back here and we just get to see more you know, of Sanji's new capabilities, I'll be very surprised and obviously very hype. But, like, a part of me just believes that, like, we're gonna leave this alone for a little bit because Oda be on that shit, and that's like, yeah. oh, no. But either way, man. That or maybe we'll switch back to the Zoro perspective. Like, maybe we'll get these commander Ooh, fights here for a few chapters. Back so. to back until they're done? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me get that. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, really, everybody else's fights are kind of resolved. They're kind of done, point. yeah. Okay. And they both said they want to be there for the culmination and the yes. climax of luffy's fight absolutely luffy so always like finally, that would be it yeah luffy always finally beats the guy like with everybody watching you know what i mean so i think oh, um, so like i feel like zoro and sanji like if anything will 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 bing bong between zoro sanji yamato while yeah. while he's doing the you know uh getting rid of the bombs or whatever yeah they're fighting here they'll all finish their objectives and you know make their way to luffy to see the climax of the Kaido fight. Oh, that would be so cool if it was like, okay, Sanji-focused chapter with a little bit of Yamato and 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 uh, Momonosuke stuff going on sprinkled in. Zoro-focused chapter with a little bit of Yamato and Momonosuke sprinkled in back and forth until it's completed. And then they all go up to see Kaido and Luffy finish. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh, man. This has been <sighs> a ridiculous week for Jump, even without Jujutsu Kaisen. Just massive yeah. chapter all the way through oh wait yes. real quick you want to know what if sanji's getting all this right now we already saw ashura inside of zoro versus kaido right, i think yeah. we see even another new like new technique from zoro before the end of his fight like yo wait a minute because if he used, <laughs> if he used ashura that early he's gotta have like another ogi or some Ooh. shit you want to know what we haven't seen in a while um the one when they were fighting uh, Kurusame underwater on the way to Fishman Island. What was that? It was another Ogi attack. It was a special It was like technique. the eight gates or something the like Crossing paths. six paths. Yeah, the six paths. Yeah. yeah, we haven't seen that ever again. What's up with that? We got to see that. Know. Yeah, we got to see that. 
and maybe even like a brand new technique if he's already used Ashra. That's I would like to see like Ashra 2.0, something like hey. that. We we saw that, didn't we? Against Kaido. Oh yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, it, it was a it was a new Ashra technique because you have yeah. you have Ichibugen and he used that uh versus Kaku, and that's the one where it's just like samurai showdown, like we both cross paths and then yeah. and then you just explode behind me. And then you have um Makusen, which is the one that he used in Asha reform against uh, the uh, the uh, pacifista in uh, Shabandi. So those are the mm -hmm. two Ashura techniques that we've seen so far. And then now we have the the third one versus Kaido. So I doubt we see another Ashura application. But like, I've got a stupid idea. Hmm. So Sanji is not indestructible, but like impervious to a lot of harm. In the previous chapter, we saw Zoro be able to create projections of cutting yeah. as to, that has enough force to move Propel him, him. Yeah. and keep him from things. Can Zoro send out those propellings and then Sanji, with his newly like durable body, can like jump and run off those projections? Hey, yo. He probably... Man... That'd be really cool to see. I feel like he still could have already done that, like, even before this. But, like, yeah, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that before inside of their tag team. So that would be drastic as fuck. Because they're the wings. They gotta work together a little yes, bit. Yes, absolutely. A little bit, a little bit. Absolutely. Cool idea. But that's all I had for One Piece this week. That's all I had as well, I think. Fuck yeah. I actually have a theory that oh. just occurred to me. <laughs> oh, what's good? Fun. So... Um, if we look at the Yamato panel, or when Yamato's in wolf form. On what page? Uh, On, uh, eight. So eight, eight to nine. Yep. She's running into Law's crew. Yeah. And so we already talked about the bombs and how, or no, we didn't talk about them in depth. Yeah. But Yamato's big thing right now is I got to get rid of these bombs or if this island goes, we're all screwed. Yeah. She was specifically shown Law's crew. What is Law really good at? Moving stuff. Placement. So what if, what if Law takes the bombs and drops them on the warships? <gasps> I Dude, love this. I didn't, I didn't even notice like Law's people in that panel on page eight in the oh, middle. That is my connection. Law, Yamato is concerned though. about the bombs. Law is Yamato pretty busy. Runs into He's Law's fighting crew. Big Mom right now. But that's just my pet theory that yes. I would like to see. Yeah, well, so I, so law is law is occupied right now, but that doesn't mean that he can't go can, from yeah. that over here to do right. exactly what you're because talking about. Because why else show Law's crew specifically? Yeah. Wow, that is an incredible Dude. spot, OG. Holy shit. Sharp eyes. Damn. Literally just occurred to me. I literally See, this is why I like talking it out, because yeah. as I talk it out, I think it and then I go, Well, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's why this setting is like so important for these kind of conversations because someone's gonna say something that makes you think of something then you say something and then when you say mm -hmm. something now you're thinking of more things based on what you just said and then everybody just kind of like bounces off each other and comes up with something really cool and right. like this 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 law crew spot bro i swear to god i did not see these guys that throws me <laughs> that's so good dude i think that that's exactly what has to happen now otherwise yeah why show that yeah I feel like it's such an obvious nod. It's like why have like why have Yamato run into Law's crew? Yeah, and that's, that's totally some Oda shit. Yeah, good shit, OG. Holy fuck. I try. 
Hell yeah. No. Beautiful. Well, Chef's I think kiss. that about uh, does it for this chapter of One Piece. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. Great note to end on. Damn. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you all for watching. If you did, thank you again, Shonen OG, for pulling up and having a great fucking discussion with us. Yeah, of course. It's been a pleasure, and it got me to do a lot of important thinking. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Be sure to slap a like on this video if you enjoyed the shit. Make sure you subscribe to the channel for more fire-ass weekly content. Slap a sub on Shonen OG's channel as well. Make sure you hit that comment section down below. Let us know what you thought about this weekend jump. Anything we missed in the discussion, you can talk about with us down there. And as we said before, make sure you check out that description box down below where you can find links to any and all of our individual social media accounts such as Twitter, online communities such as Discord, places to listen to the podcast wherever you you know so choose as well as links to support the podcast such as our uh patreon and our online shop and you know check out um shonen og's links that we will put down there of course as well yeah. and with that all said this will be another stupendous episode of the project manga podcast wrapping up i'm your host eagle knox mellow yenis and a shonen og sarabada